Hey everyone, today is Tuesday, the 14th of March, 2017. This is The Gap, episode 361. I'm Luke Laurie, and back this week, all the way from... Were you in San Fran? I was. Job Gilroy is here. How Hi! Was, how was your trip? Oh, yeah, pretty good. I got to see John Wick 2. <laughs> this is your highlight of the trip, obviously. No, obviously. Yeah. I mean, obviously. I told right. everyone you went on holidays just to see John Wick 2 last week. Yeah, like, half true, really. It's pretty good, um, right? Yeah, and I got to go to the Alamo Draft House again, so that was cool as well. Okay. Uh, that's that uh, movie theater that they have in the States that's fucking awesome, basically. Like, they have all these rules, you know, like, like they'll, they'll serve you food while you're watching the movie and stuff, and, like, so you can order beers and nachos and order chicken burger, like a hot, uh, like, spicy fried chicken burger and... Mm. All that kind of shit. And then... Um, but also, like, efficacy rules of yeah, how to behave rules. at a movie theater. Yeah, so, the like, you can full-on just, like, get people booted out if they're being dickheads, which is cool. So, and how do you do that, though? Because... It uses the same app? process as uh, an app. You know, let's take your phone out. It's, like, they have, like, a 100% hard rule. They're, like, from now on... You are not allowed to have your phone screen on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's like a straight hard rule. No, what, what you do is you write down on your order form because they uh. like walk in every now and then. So you just write down on your order form uh, the person in front of me in the table, like on the table to in front of me and to the left is being a fuckhead. Uh, please give them a warning or they're on their phone or whatever. They're being noisy. They're talking, whatever. And they go warn them one warning, and then you're you're done. You're gone. If it happens again, you're gone. Yep. And no refund, which is cool. Um, I like it. It's a good rule. Yeah, it is. I um, um I went and saw. Fuck! I saw something recently. Yeah. Um, what came out recently? Uh, Logan. Logan. That's right. I went and saw that. And literally, the two fucking people next to me talked the entire movie. And I'm just like, are you for real? Did and you then, tell them to shut up? Yeah. No, no, yeah. no clue. Just kept care. talking. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then the, the guy in front of me kept getting his fucking phone out and, like, texting. In, or he's on Facebook or some shit the entire movie. I'm like, are you for real? This is, this is crazy. What is going on? Do people not understand? Yeah, um, it's bonkers. I, like, when, when this happens to me in cinemas... Like when, like people just, people do what I tell them. I don't know. I've never had a problem. Anytime someone's been talking next to me, I tell them to shut the fuck up and they shut the fuck up. And if someone is on their phone, I'll like, especially if they're in front of me, I'll kick them in the back of the chair. And when they turn around to look at me angrily, I'll be like, get off your fucking phone. <laughs> and they'll get off their fucking phone. So I don't know. I don't know, man. I've never had this problem. But uh, you look like an angry person, Joe. I do look I, like I an angry person. I do look like an angry person. I had a full-blown Barney with a guy. I've, I've done this, like, car share thing. Uh, go get? Yeah. This uh, is so here in like, Australia, right? Yes, here in Australia. Uh, so, basically, they've got these cars parked all over the city. And you, like, sign up. Once you signed up, uh, you then... You're basically paying, like, uh, 10 bucks an hour to hire a car. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, I mean, it's not, you know, obviously it's not the best pricing for hiring a car, but if you only need a car for two hours, then you may as well just go for that. Um, 
so yeah, we were just we wanted to go hit up an Aldi as opposed to doing our usual shop at Coles. Uh, so yeah, grabbed the car on the weekends uh, and rolled back in, and there was this big Range Rover parked in the car share space. Yeah. And if you don't park back in the car share space, then uh, in in time they charge you for like extra an extra half hour and shit. So uh, I drive up. Uh, you can like you can get around. You can just like text them. You like some fuckheads parked in the space, uh, but anyway, uh, I drive up and there's a chick sitting in the like passenger side of the the car, uh, and yeah, they're just parked there. So uh, I'm like, I beep at her, and I'm like, I yell out, "Hey, you got to move your car." No reaction. Um, so I, I, you know, go around. I park across the road from it uh just you know real quick park job probably illegally parked as well but uh i didn't want to get into that and uh yeah walk over i'm like hey you got to move your car you're in a car share space and like i need to park my car like i i need to park the car back there otherwise i'm gonna get charged she's acting like she can't hear me she's like oh what what like through the through the like window of the car and uh i'm like bulletproof glass job you don't understand well i start yelling louder uh uh, as you do i'm like you have to move your car just get like just move the car to a different space i need to park that you're in a car you're illegally parked and i'm pointing at the thing and uh she's like no can't hear you can't hear you and i know she's fucking i know she's taking a piss so i yell out cool well we'll see if you can hear the cops when they show up and then i pull out my phone and i like mime like i'm gonna call the cops and suddenly she yells out no no i don't understand what a car share is so i'm like oh you fucking bitch um like how come how come now i can hear you? like why, why how come we can talk to each other that's weird isn't it uh but anyway i didn't call her a fucking bitch all i i just thought it mentally uh so i tried to explain what a car share is i'm still gonna look for whatever reason i really i don't know now you s- still like yell things when you think things are loud like if you <laughs> anyway so i'm still yelling i'm yelling at her explaining what a car share is and this big like dickhead walks out he's like a head taller than me and uh, uh he walks out he's like yeah mate she knows what a car share is fuck off and i turn around i'm like what mate and uh he's like yeah calm down fuck off she knows what a car share is like what the fuck are you talking about, mate? I'm fucking calm. And uh, <laughs> so uh, I let, you know, I'm fucking calm. But uh, yeah, so I, I'm start, I start having a fucking go at this dude. Because, uh, I mean, who tells someone to fuck off and then to calm down? That doesn't make any fucking, like, fuck off. Anyway, so I'm, I'm having a go at this guy. And uh, I don't know. He must see the fucking the crazy in me. Because he starts, like, backing off. He's, like, fully backing off. Uh, and uh, I'm walking at him. Not because, like, I'm, I'm not, like, trying to go him. But he's literally, like, as soon as he finishes telling me to fuck off, he is standing between me and where I park my car. <laughs> mm. So I start walking at him, like, just fucking move your car. Just fucking move your car and stop telling me to calm down. He's like, you just calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Like, I keep walking at him. And he's, I'm coming like, at you. Yeah, he's getting, like, higher and higher pitched. And uh, it culminates in, uh, I'm like, yeah, mate, I'm fucking calm. I'm trying to walk to my fucking car. 
when I pointed, it was like I had like fucking Harry Potter powers and I fucking like I fucking hexed him or something because he's like flinched like I was fucking shooting him or something with my pointer finger. And uh, he jumps in his car and he's like backs off and drives off. And uh, I immediately parked from my no doubt illegally parked position. And uh, he drove past and he gave me like just the fucking dirtiest dirtiest look like the fucking slow drive he's like who do you think you are anyway good times uh yeah i don't know i think i got crazy eyes i'm pretty sure yeah and that, that's that's the moral of that story but uh they moved and and like a minute spare so nice plenty of time so you're just sitting there for a while time. uh no no just hopped down uh we had mints in the in the back so let's get that in the fridge uh you know what else I think it was is that I was jet lagged as fuck, and I just I had I was wasn't having a bar of it. I was like just like who the fuck, who the fuck. So I was just yeah, not not taking any shit. I was too jet lagged, hmm. so I didn't really I didn't have a good sleep on the plane. I did have like a long sleep, but I just didn't have a good sleep. Yeah, I just like slept on my leg or something. It was all <laughs> fucked up. My my foot cramped for, like. 45 minutes like full-blown it was like my toes were trying to curl down to my heel in a fist and shit so i must have sat on my leg or something what an idiot anyway good times uh <laughs> was over there to play battlefield one. Oh, okay not john wick not- oh, oh, i went sorry i went john wick then battlefield that was the main purpose yeah yeah that, that was that was the priorities but i played battlefield first i managed to hold out i was actually sitting there because i got there like a you know day early but thanks to uh, just amazing amazing fuck ups at uh, lax uh i arrived four and a half hours later than i should have okay would they not- go to the wrong airport or something apparently they changed something about how they do air traffic control at LAX the day that I was landing. They, like, they changed a bunch of shit the day I was landing because, uh, anyway, first of all, they changed how air traffic control worked. So the plane apparently had to taxi uh, twice as far as it normally does, which significantly lengthened uh, our getting off the plane. And then the plane that I was taking from LA to San Fran was an hour and a half late because it was stuck taxiing from some other fucking runway or, or something. And then our plane, the plane we were taking, like taking off in, had to taxi back to that same fucking runway. So it took us, like we were literally taxiing for an hour. Um, it's like 45 minutes on a plane yeah. from LA. To, we, were, we spent more time on a runway than we did in the air. Which was pretty high quality. Uh, pretty pretty stoked about that. Well pleased. Um, so yeah, I got in, uh, got into my room, and I s- sincerely contemplated grabbing a Uber and uh, yeah, going and watching John Wick that night. But um, I was like, uh, I might fall asleep though, so maybe I won't. So I stayed in and I watched Paycheck. On uh, basic cable is instead. Is this a Ben Affleck film? Yes, it is. I've never ben seen Affleck it. Film. Uh, it's not great. Yeah, so I heard. Yeah. Uh, but I still watched it. I was like, you know, I got like the start, right? I'm like, well, <sighs> it's sci-fi. At least there's that. Uh, for some reason, ESPN2 didn't work on my 
my TV and ESPN one one was watching. Sorry, playing uh, college basketball. That's all right. No, can't watch it. Why can't not? can't handle it. <laughs> Got no time for college basketball. Um, so yeah, so I just sort of yeah watched paycheck and played uh, Zelda. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so. Could have gone and see John Wick then, and then seen it again. Because it's not like I had anything to do all day, but uh, yeah, anyway. Held out and uh, watched it when I was, you know, pretty acclimatized. It was, did, you, did you like it better than... Where do you rank it on the Logan scale? Because <laughs> between that and Logan... I know they're different films, but I, uh, I enjoyed one more than the other. Um, I think Logan is better. Okay, I like I like John Wick. <laughs> I thought- Are you fucking nuts? Are you I- fucking nuts? Two things. I I like this the uh, action a lot more in John Wick. I think the action's fucking phenomenal. Um, so people are fucking frozen in place and he- like, oh my god, but- fuck, like Jesus. Yeah, there's okay. just things about the story as well in Logan. Where I'm like, ah, whereas John Wick doesn't really have a story. It's just him shooting fucking people and like a sick, um, you know, stick wall, a really sick wall building. But I don't know yes, for like a dumb, for a dumb movie. I, I quite enjoyed John Wayne, but also like I watched two hours of Logan with two fuckwits next to me talking the entire sure. time. Sure. And all I could think about was I want to stab these people. Not, not yeah. really, but, um, yeah, yeah. So like, you don't could- stab them, but if they were to be stabbed, yeah. you be upset if like the purge happened halfway through that film i'd be like well fuck all right let's do this um, right yeah you know why not so yeah maybe that has tainted my experience i'd have to watch it again for sure um but in terms of cinema going experiences i really like john wick quite a lot like that first 10 minutes is fucking bonkers it is it is pretty great uh but I don't know, man. The story, like the story, it's, <laughs> it's stupid, right? <laughs> it is. It is so fucking stupid. Holy shit! It's such a dumb movie. It's such a dumb movie. I so, like. I liked it. I, I really liked it. The action is out of this world. But yeah, it is such a fucking dumb movie. Um, even dumber than the first. Like genuinely, even dumber than the first one, which I didn't think was possible. But holy fuck, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, anyway. We yeah, on. Let's talk about games. Uh, you came back and we played some Wildlands, right? That is true. Hang on, we not? Are we just not going to talk about Battlefield? Uh, we'll leave that later. Okay. Towards Wildlands the end, right? towards the end. Sure. Sure. Um, I talked. I talked about it last. I, oh, no, Nathan and I talked about it last week. How um, we were kind of having fun with it, but it's it's uh, after playing a bit more with it, it's definitely got. Um, short legs <laughs> like it's one of those games where i think you need to play it with a team or a yep. group of people um and it's not necessarily one of the best games but it's still fun it's just got a lot of issues with it as well um you know the, uh, it's very repetitive uh the story's craptastic <laughs> um the the voice not, not necessarily the voice acting but the um yeah, I guess it's more storytelling. Like the the people that you're with, and like they're always telling stories and joking with each other. Like all that is just terrible. Um, and I think the game confuses itself between what a Tom Clancy game is and what this game is because it does not feel like a Tom Clancy game at all to me. Um, Oi! It's, 
have long since abandoned this idea of what a Tom Clancy game is supposed to be. So I don't have a problem with it from that point of view. Uh, but uh, yeah, I like I I don't you you're saying like the voice acting isn't bad, man. I don't agree. I, I think the voice acting is bad. It's it's wooden. It's pretty fucking wooden acting. I think that's because the script is just terrible as well. It it is pretty hard to tell where yeah where the bad acting starts and the bad writing begins. But yeah, it's it's a I don't know, man. Like. I think a lot of the problems with that writing in particular stem from from this like idea that they need to be talking all the time for you to feel like they're a part of the like you're a part of a team or something yeah and I couldn't tell you any of their names no neither could I Uh, (laughs) nope not even not even the main character I don't know if he has a name or, you know, the other guys that are in your team kind of talk to you when you're in the car. They make jokes and whatnot. No idea. Couldn't tell you. Yep. I don't know. I legit just tried to think one up and I've got nothing. I've got literally nothing. Yeah. They're just blank slates. Uh, they don't have any real personality. They're just these vaguely, possibly racist dudes rolling through Bolivia, uh, perpetuating the war on drugs. Yeah. I'd like, oh man, like this, yeah, there's shitloads of problems I have with the story. I mean, I don't think 2017 is necessarily the year to continue to uh, go gung ho into the war on drugs. Uh, like, yeah, I think, I think we've just, we've seen a lot of social programs around the world that are uh, doing interesting things. As a like, instead of warring against drugs, they're sort of like managing drugs, which is pretty interesting. But uh, having yeah, a bunch of four four like members of the U.S. military, I think, roll into the fucking into a different country and murder people, just ramp like rampantly, just like crazy body counts. I think that's probably. Not exactly. It's pretty tone deaf, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Uh, and yeah, like, so there's that. There's the jokes. There's like, they make comments about waterboarding being soft torture at one point that I found particularly distasteful. And uh, like, it gets to the point where I can't be certain whether or not it's like, taking the piss hmm. like, I, I, I remember there was a line in there about like having sex with 18 year old girls or 21 year old girls or something like that as well I just like that. out of left field stuff that you're like what did they just say that yeah yeah it's like okay perhaps they are making fun of Americans I don't know like yeah like is but like if they are making fun of Americans uh first of all like a Again, a bit tone deaf. And yeah, like, I can't tell. If I can't tell, then you might as well not be making fun of them. Like, that fucking, there's that paradox where something is either spectacularly on point satire or it is in, like, really poor taste. That's, that's what I'm feeling from this game is it's either, yeah, just the 
chameleon of satire or it is actually just a gung-ho military dumb fuck uh murder simulator and yeah, I don't know. from that perspective i don't like the game from the perspective of lying on top of a fucking mountain uh having a competition to see who can snipe people from the furthest distance <laughs> i think our longest distance at this point uh heath picked off uh, some guys from 580 meters uh which is a pretty good go oh how do you see this where's is this in the game is it well you mark them right you mark them and then you get as far back as you possibly can while they're still marked and you use that as a as a range find basically um so yeah we've been doing that uh and then once we've killed everyone in a base uh from on top of the mountain we'll then base jump off the uh mountain and see who can uh like reach we're just making our own games up where we've been having races across the breadth of bolivia uh we've been yeah having uh, base jump challenges and yeah snipe challenges and none of this is in the game there's no like function inside of the game to have you do these things we've just made our own rules and made it work and it's fucking good fun i mean our races some of our races have been spectacular we had a 23 kilometer race that took about 15 minutes that uh we had to change the rules of directly after because i'd picked I, uh, I managed to steal a car from the Unidad, the purple dudes. Oh, yeah. And uh, every time, uh, I think it was Drew and Gav tried to ram me off the road, they just wreck their car instead, and I just keep on driving. So, uh, yeah, we had to change the rules, and you aren't allowed to take military vehicles anymore and shit like that. But, uh, yeah, races, like, just fun, like, just pure co-op fun it really does a good job of uh i guess like allowing you or giving you the tools to make that fun happen we've gone like just directly found the guns that we want and like along the way we'll do some story missions why not and all this kind of shit but yeah generally uh we're just making our own game out of this wildlands experience and it's i, I find that fantastic so much better than the game that they made it to be. Uh, one of the things we were talking about, because we've been looking at some Battle Royale or King of the, King of the Hill type, um, that, like, last person alive type game. Yeah. I would love, uh, Drew suggested this, a uh, fucking Battle Royale, game, Battle Royale game based in the Ghost Recon universe. It'd be fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. I'd like... Lo- all like I think they're able to have eight people in a game, so just have eight people just dropped somewhere in Bolivia, and then you all have like basic ideas where you need to go to get some weapons, and then you fucking make it happen, and last person alive wins. Hmm. Fuck yeah! I mean, I'd be in. Fuck yeah! Yeah, I think I, I don't know who you were in at the time, but when we played the um, beta, I said like I'd love for them to have this engine out license. Like, yeah, I'd, it'd be sick to see a game like DayZ on this. Because, um, like, most of the shit works, but the engine looks so amazing. Um, that, yeah, sort of taking that further and having, like, mod support of being able to make your own type of games, I think is a silly idea for them not to do. I don't, I don't know why they wouldn't want to do something like that, because I think there's some really cool ideas that can come out of it. Yeah, totally. I mean, 
Yeah, I, I love like if it gave us anything, a pretty decent engine would be okay with me. Hmm. Um, I'm just looking on their their page. There is a stats page for it as well. Um, is there? Yeah, I'm on I'm, I'm on UDB Soft Club. Sure. Um, and it ranks like looks like it ranks all the players again with you, like all your friends list and all that sort of stuff. It's got here. I've played uh, 20 hours. Three yep. hours solo. <laughs> so, wow! Okay. We really haven't done much solo work. I feel like there's no way I've managed three three hours solo. Yours I think says I managed one one hour. Yep, it's probably rounding up as well. <laughs> well, it says one hour two minutes, so it knows what. Yeah, it must have been because you, none of you guys jump in and help me fucking get that MSR uh, rifle, even though you all fucking had it already. Anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm still still salty about that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I'm just looking through some of these stats. There's not really anywhere that I can see where I can just go to my stats. It's just like comparing me with everybody. Right. It's kind of weird. Where right. Where's this site? I'm on UbisoftClub.com. Link me. And then I'm just on like... Um, how do I message you on this stupid thing? Here we go. Boom. Have a look at that. See if you can figure it sure. out. And then I'll try. Um... This is fantastic radio. Yeah, it's, it's great. We're not on the radio. We don't, we don't need to to keep talking. Um, sure. Yeah, I'm just like, but I'm, I think I'm done with the game right now. Like, there's not really much more for me to go back to other than just fucking around with you guys. Because, like, I, I think I've got the guns that I want. Um, like even even doing that sort of stuff is just not fun anymore. The as you do get more and more guns, I find that you you get all these unlocks with them, but it's not necessarily making your gun like a lot better because it's always trading off on certain things. Like you're either trading on accuracy for handling, or, or bullet pre- pre- uh, penetration for accuracy, or um, you know range like. It seems like you can put all this stuff on the guns, but it's always a negative for it. Um, so I just like I just don't feel like I should be getting all those collectibles anymore, and I'm just not interested um, in any of that. And then like the story is really not that great, um, so I'm not invested in any of that stuff. I just think the world is done like all the environmental stuff is done really well. I think. Um, it's just the game they've got isn't that great, especially if you're playing solo. Like I wouldn't, I don't know under what situation you would be want to be, like you want to play this solo, and I and I think Ubisoft knows that. They when we got review codes for this, they offered to give us more than what we needed so that we could play with other people. Um, so they, I, I think they are aware that this is a game you want to play with friends, and it seems like it's being built that way. The um. The AI is kind of your teammate AI is not really um, that great, so you'll just be playing solo and say, "All right, let's take out these three assholes." Yep. And uh, you just click the button, and they're not really in position to fire the shot, but they'll still shoot through like a couple walls and a box in order to kill their target, and they'll kill them. Um, it just takes a couple seconds for them to get in position. It seems like a lot of the time. So they're just not smart enough to find a good spot. And like these guys will 
be near enemies and they won't get spotted and all that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah, I just think their focus wasn't really the solo aspect of the game at all. Um, that it's, it's supposed to be played with other people. And I'm cool with that. It's just that, uh, yeah, there's a lot of problems with it. <laughs> You're kind of making your own fun and having your own fun. Whereas you look at a game like Borderlands, and I think that's a very solid game either way. You can play that solo, and yep. that's still amazing. Same with, like, Diablo. Um, and I'm, I'm now going towards loot-driven games. But, um, you are, yeah. But, but also, those, ga- those, those are games that you can play with other people and they're really fun co-op. Um, so, yeah, I guess the... Um, just something about it, like... For a game that's supposedly in development for a very long time, uh, it's hard to see where all that like went into. Because um, it's like a bunch of different systems that are, are kind of thrown in there, but they don't really fit. And again, it's one of those Ubisoft games where there's so much shit to do, but a lot of it is very repetitive and samey. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. I don't think that's a good thing unless you're a very keen person on doing collectible type missions I'm, I'm not really that type of person <laughs> it's not it's I not mean, for me if we talk about it in terms of you know gameplay loop right yeah it's just it's the same shit unless you make your own fun it's the same shit repeatedly yeah and that's the main problem mm-hmm. yeah um otherwise I don't know if there's much else to say about it is there? Hmm. Not really. I mean, I, I'll still play it, but I will literally only play it with other people and I only want to play it... Like, I don't really want to do missions or anything. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, fair enough. All right, well, the reason I haven't played much of it the last couple of days is because I've been powering through um, Horizon Zero Dawn. Sure. Um, and I guess because... Yeah, it's really good. I, I really like it. That's why I haven't kind of gone back to Wildlands. Like, you guys have kind of been playing it yep. quite a bit. Um, Wildlands, that is. And I've really not jumped in for a couple of days. Um, I don't think I've played it since the weekend, at least, or the start of the weekend. Yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn, I'm, I'm nearly finished. I think I'm about 33, 34 hours in. Yep. I'm powering through the main missions now. I was very much doing a lot of the side content uh, to the point where... I was like the main missions have like level re- requirements or recommendations on there or something like that. I'm not too sure what they are because they don't affect XP or anything like that. I think they're just like, hey, you should probably be this level when you do this. So I was doing like mission levels where I was eight or 12, but I was like a level 28. So more more than double what was required because I've been doing a lot of the side stuff and kind of just collecting shit. But yeah, the, uh, the last, I guess, six hours I've, just focused on main mission stuff because I've got something else that I want to play and I know that if I don't finish it I'm not going to come back to it because there's so many things coming out but yeah that that's a I've got a lot of things that I really like about it and then a lot of things that I'm just like oh this is a bit strange I'm not sure why I did this I think the best thing about the entire game is the combat system and I spoke a little bit about it last week but it didn't really click with me until the last couple of days I was kind of just playing uh, Horizon Zero Dawn as just I was just going around and shooting stuff and um, it wasn't until I started buying other weapons and kind of looking into all the different ammo types and and that sort of stuff that it really I, I really saw how good the combat system is and I think the best thing I like about it as well is that 
all these robots, all these machines that you come up against have like four or five different ways that they kind of, they kind of operate and um, and there's like weaknesses to them. There's like mechanical moving parts on each of these machines that you can kind of destroy in that and then that kind of knocks out like a component of um, either their abilities or the way they, they move. And then they've got just all these different like parameters that um, there's like a book you can basically go and read up on like how these things operate and what they do to you and the best way to approach them. And it's pretty similar to, I guess, the way that like The Witcher 3 did its its like law book. And I think that's the best comparison that I could kind of do with it is like when you played The Witcher 3 and you went into a fight, you would need to kind of do some investigation beforehand and kind of learn about what you're going up against and you'd read it and say all right well i need to approach this creature by using these oils and then it does these attacks i've got to look out for these certain things i think this is a very similar type of mechanic but it's it's definitely brought up a notch mainly because you can just completely take away components of these these machines and just destroy them and i think that's such a cool idea um and i'd love to see it implemented in a lot more games but i I don't know how you do that without having um like everything as a robot now that has like uh you know a radar system on top of its head or um two machine guns on its side or giant claws um or horns sticking out of it that uses to charge at you so yeah i think by having machines in this game it kind of gives it an out to be able to do that but by having that i yeah i think the combat is outstanding it really makes for an interesting way to approach all these different creatures and you kind of i found myself always pausing the game whenever i came up against something that i wasn't too sure how to take on and i'd read up on like all the different weapon components that it had and like all the weaknesses and strengths and what ammo i should be using what guns i should be using uh so i think that's really smart in the way that it does that and i i definitely think that's the best part of the game is is fighting that stuff there's a uh there's a mount system in this game where you can get onto a um you can kind of tame these machines and jump on the back of them and roam around i never used a mount in this entire 33 hours that i've played so far because i had more fun just walking around and shooting my way through things as i got to from point a to b or just fast traveling if i needed to but I think that just goes to show how much I really enjoyed that part of it. I don't know if you agree at all, if if that was kind of its biggest strength or if uh, you found something else that you kind of liked. No, man, like for me, right, like I think I wrote it in in my review for OzGamers, but like for me, it was a The Witcher game with satisfying combat. Like, okay, that's basically it to me. Uh, Yeah. Like, I 100% agree with you. Uh, the other cool thing about shooting off compo- components is, like, some of them on the bigger fucking things, you can... Pick up and like, use. <laughs> pick up fucking, yeah, as as weapons. It's probably the best way to to take down the fucking uh, the T-Rexes. Yeah. But you've also it's- got, like, not necessarily major components, but just this thing will be covered in armor. And you can kind of shred the armor off. And then once you do that, even though it's not like a main area that you should be focusing on, if you do keep hitting that, it just does more damage. Um, so you might not necessarily be hitting something important, but by hitting the same spot over and over again, that means you're, you're doing more damage. Yeah, it's just, it's really cool. And, and whenever you hit something, it kind of lights up 
very briefly so you kind of know where where you're aiming for it, it can i did find it a bit tricky sometimes to sort of hit the spots that i wanted to because they do move quite fast some of these guys um some yeah. of these creatures and i i found using the um i put a lot of my points into the focus stat it kind of slows down the time and uh also being able to reload really quickly while that was on because i had i was using that quite a lot to to sort of take out those key components and then i would sort of dodge around the um the attacks that were kind of incoming and then when my meter was built up to be able to slow down time again i would load up like three arrows and then fire them all off at the same time in slow-mo and get a couple of those in seemed to be a pretty good tactic um haven't really died too too many times i don't think but yeah like that's my favorite thing about the game is just going up against all these things whereas i think the witcher for me i did enjoy the combat um playing it on hard or the highest difficulty but it had a lot of issues um and the story was i think the main draw for me the story the environment like searching around and that sort of thing whereas with the um i don't know why we're comparing it to the witcher i guess because i talked about um uh the combat being similar uh in terms of like researching and whatnot but with the with the witcher i was really drawn in by a story in that whereas um horizon not necessarily as much i i'm definitely reading everything but i think they do a really sloppy job of all the storytelling stuff in this uh, which all, is one not of the all biggest. the storytelling stuff. Come on, so, man. Did I say all of it? Yeah, you said- I, I mean, what I mean is like a lot of the side, um, like audio logs and picking up yeah. the text-based uh, read. All- here's, here's a fucking book. Read that. Uh, yeah. I, I don't like any of that stuff in games. I never read it because there's usually just so much of it. And I, I would rather have an audio, something read out to me. But the way it's done in this game is executed so badly that- the, someone needed to actually sit back and think about what they were doing. Like, there are huge spans of time where you don't run into any audio logs and all of a sudden you're going to an underground, like, facility. And I, I guess they're doing that because if they were just out in the wild, it wouldn't make much sense because people would find them. But you'll go into a room and there'll be, like, six or seven different audio logs just spread out on the table. And yep. then you spend the next ten minutes just standing there listening to them because you can't leave. The yeah. moment you leave... Oh, sorry, or if you start queuing up all these things, like it just cuts them out one after the other. Yeah. And you can't pause the game and go into your menu and come back because it, it just stops playing them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, I think they're implemented really poor. Oh, the other thing that... One of the things that shits me the most about games that have audio logs or, um, or any type of system like that, where if they play and then the character starts talking or people start talking to your character while these things are playing, and then mm. all of a sudden you've got audio logs playing plus other yep. characters trying to tell you key components of the story and but they haven't been spaced out like enough they haven't given enough time for this stuff to sort of play out so you now you can't hear anything because there's two three people talking at once um i think bioshock does a really good job of doing that they don't usually well not that i can recall they they don't have like their audio logs spaced out in certain components where there's key um you know key characters talking to each other um and i remember was it oxen free um it was like a scrolling adventure game where a lot of that game was very narrative driven um a lot of story focus and that was another game that i really enjoyed what was going on in the story but you'd have points where characters would be talking to each other and the moment that you went to the next screen they would 
like that conversation was gone. They like, could be mid-sentence. So you kind of had to stand yeah. there and wait for things to kind of play out and then be like, all right, now I'm going to the next screen. Um, I just wish developers would kind of think about that stuff and execute a bit better. Well, I think they are thinking about it. I think that's the thing, right? I think they're thinking about it. And the thinking is, well, right? Like you wouldn't just, if it was real life, you wouldn't just fucking like wing off halfway through someone's conversation, right? Like you'd, you'd feel rude. But like the reality is it's not real life. And like you're trying to maintain a certain pace to the game, like as the player. I understand the developer or like even the writers in particular might want to like maintain their own pace, but the reality of video games is the players dictate the pace in general. And if you try to force a certain pace on them, uh, it'll just, yeah, it'll just piss certain players off and yeah. I don't know. It's, yeah, just crazy. I don't know. Mm. Yep. Um, what else is there that I like about it? I, I think the engine's freaking amazing, man. I, I'm excited to see what uh, Kojima does with his new game and this engine. Because um, I think he's looked at it and kind of thought, well, if you look at his past games as well, being like stealth games, third-person action games, um, you could definitely see something like that fitting into this this type of engine. Yeah, uh, and particularly because it's a very pretty game, um, and also considering how much it does with the environments, yeah, the, uh, you know the foliage in the in, in the um, in the world is kind of everything's really lush and green and moving. Uh, yeah, it looks outstanding, um, and uh, for the most part, like the crafting system is, I think, decent. Um, I think they could have done a better job with the potions. It, it feels like you're always kind of scrambling for having enough materials for potions. So I, I found that uh, most of the time I would just kind of grab the the stuff that was on the ground, the uh, medicine, uh, the like leaves that you pick up, and you can use that. Because um, yeah, I haven't really been using potions potions too much until uh, towards the end of the game, and even then I was like, all right, I can only really craft five or six of these for some weird reason um even though i've been killing wildlife the entire game uh, and i've maxed out pretty much all my crafting i really don't have enough to make the um components that i need so i thought that was weirdly balanced for some reason because i think you need five pieces of meat for one full potion and that seemed quite excessive yeah um i think they'll probably fix that somewhere along the lines but uh, otherwise, yeah, man, that, that's a freaking awesome game. Um, it is. It's, it's hard for me to fault. Like, the stuff I'm nitpicking at um, uh, is very minimal, um, and it doesn't really affect the gameplay stuff for me. It's just like, uh, I wish this could have been executed a bit better. Yeah. Um, but the main thing that I'm liking is, like, the combat, and that's one of the, the key components of the game. That is the stealth, um, depending on how you want to play it. But I was very... I tried to do a lot of stealthy stuff as much as I could until shit kind of hit the fan. Yeah. Um, and then I'll just go into brutal killing machine. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. And I think, um, I think if they get a chance to do another one, like I don't see this team going back and doing another kill zone game anytime soon, uh, after the reception that this game has gotten. So it's pretty interesting to see as one studio go from, 
being known as a, a first-person shooter type studio to to this to one of these games that is just really really well received and and very well uh, executed for the most part. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, man. Like I think the yeah, I don't know. I reacted so much to you saying the storytelling wasn't good because uh, I think the broad story is, is actually pretty good as well like it's the world building spectacular especially for a new one new like franchise it's not like The Witcher 3 level which is why I ultimately felt I couldn't give it a 10 but like it is spectacular world building and like generally the story of Aloy is one I want to continue to learn more about mm. uh, and yeah the world uh, she inhabits is one I want to learn all of the details of and I just hope that like I would love for them to use her like Zero Dawn as a opportunity to then go ahead and do something as monumental or spectacular as the um, blood Bloody Baron or like I want them to have that in horizon single dawn or whatever the fuck they call the <laughs> next game uh like i want them to have their own mat like gripping mature story because i feel like that's what they're setting me up for now yeah is yeah something like a second fucking witcher imagine having the opportunity to play time. like other witches that'd be fucking awesome yeah. So uh, yeah, that's what that's what I felt feel like, and yeah, with a combat system that I actually enjoy, and uh, one where like the traps actually make sense uh, to use as opposed to just coining and dodging and chopping. Hmm. Um, yeah, but I, I guess one other thing that I was a bit weird weirded on, uh, like the game has choices for you to make, but they don't seem to pay out at least yet in any significant way they just seem to change the story a little bit there are yeah they're, they're not like you it's a linear story it's not like you're going to end up in different places you'll always wind up in the same location you just might like if if you were driving along a road and you took a tiny detour off for a second and then you got back on the highway that's basically yeah 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 um it just seemed to be that none of that stuff was really mattering too much uh just other than that, that specific point of time yeah um, i didn't really notice much deviate but yeah otherwise i'm digging it i think it's really good and that's kind of why i've stuck with it I, I wanted to really play through it and get to the end and see what was going on i like i had when shit was kind of unfolding in the end i was like oh fuck this is where they're going um and i don't think that's where they're going like the area that i thought they were but uh yeah it's still it's it's still got me interested in kind of where this is all going to end up um it just sucks that i'm having to power through the end part yeah because i've definitely enjoyed my time with it and um if i didn't have other things to get onto uh i would be doing a lot of that other stuff yeah that's kind of in there and around the world because i I did uh i did a bunch of the um the hunter's lodge type uh, side quests and I, I knocked out a, a heap of them and um, that first time you encounter like there's this fucking giant ass bird and I don't know if it just happened to me <laughs> but like you get to this new area I, I don't know is this this must be story scripted because I was f- yeah this giant fucking ass mechanical bird just comes down and just starts wrecking you 
Um, is this like this happened to you as well? Uh, nope. No. So the first time I got to the like the desert area, yeah, this giant motherfucking bird just yep. was at like this gate, just waiting for me. As soon as I got there, and I hit it with an arrow and just no fucking damage on it. And I'm just like, what the fuck? I spent like five minutes shooting this thing and it was just wrecking me. And I was like, well, fuck it. I'm out. And just ran away. Um, turns out like that is one of the big giant ass birds that you come up against later on. Yep. Uh, and I shouldn't have been taking on. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> if that's not part of the like introduction of that area, I don't know what the fuck it was doing there. Because this thing was destroying me in like one hit yeah. every single time. Uh, it's got like this giant electricity ball that it kept shooting me with and it did just one shot me um, and I was like something's fucked up and I'm not supposed to be in this area and I was like checking with my quest logs and like it's telling me to go this way alright well shit I'm just gonna run and then not come back um, and then next time I went past that area he wasn't there so I wasn't really sure what was going on it was kind of strange but I guess that's reassuring that that's something not everybody's gonna go through it just sounds like it was me I got unlucky. He must have been patrolling that area or some shit. Um, yeah. So I, I took him down later on for a trophy reward, and that was quite... By that stage, I was pretty buffed up and had some sweet gear. So, uh, yeah, it wasn't really too troubling for me. I got it first go. Yeah, anyway. It's a fun-ass game. Really fun game. Um, do you want to talk about Zelda or Battlefield? What do you want to go first? I don't know. Let's go Battlefield. You want to break people's hearts later? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Battlefield. It's out like literally right now. I thought it was... Uh, oh, 8 o'clock. Yeah. Would have just went up like two hour downtime, right? On the servers? Uh, yeah. They might be up already. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody's uh, downloading. Yeah. Um, so, yes. Uh... Played, like, I was playing the new expansion pack. They might fall or something. You shall not pass. Something like that. Uh, <laughs> you don't know the name of it. I don't know. And, uh... I think it's so called it's the f- They Shall Not Pass. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, it's, it's like, the French uh, portion of World War One, which, I mean, immediately... Um... Like, uh... Um... Because, like, the reaction should be, hang on, wasn't most of World War One taking place largely in France? And the correct answer to that is yes, most of it took place in France. Uh, like, not necessarily involving the French, because shitloads of them died. But, uh, yeah, like, it was... It was in France, so it's a bit weird that it would wait till the first expansion. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Um, yeah. It's, uh... I don't know. It's pretty fucking good. It's good fun. They've introduced a brand new uh, mode called Frontlines, uh, where they've sort of, again, combined Conquest and Rush. So uh, it's, it's something that they seem to be enjoying about the process of working with Battlefield now is combining what are like these two wildly success, uh, successful modes mm-hmm. into just this one mode. Um, 
basically it's uh it's like a front right so if you ever played Frontline's fuels of fuel of war or whatever the fuck it was uh, you have to like you'll take everyone fights over b conquest point b and you capture it in the normal conquest style there's no there's no a there's no c there's no d e f g it's just b at this point everyone fights over it and then you move on to like whoever wins let's say your team wins then you move on to c and you have to capture c but my team also has to capture c if we capture c and let's say we do then we will then move to uh B again, we're going to capture B. Yep. We succeed. We capture A. Uh, and then once we've captured A, it then moves, it pushes you back into your own base. And uh, you have to then defend a rush style objectives. Uh, rush is the like two bomb sites that you plant bombs on. Yeah. Uh, so if we, pardon me, well, uh, if we manage to blow up. A and B, that's it, game over, you lose. Yeah. Uh, but if you hold us out, we've got a certain amount of tickets during this phase. If you hold us out from capping uh, those two points, then it moves straight back to C and then B and then A and then suddenly we're on the defensive, etc., etc. It's a, a moving front across the span of the battlefield, which is uh, it's actually pretty fantastic. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it some, like... Can definitely mean that rounds can be over really fucking quick, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't think that's uncharacteristic of Battlefield necessarily. Uh, when it's when the teams are balanced, though, it's fucking hectic. It's like just this push pull shit, like nonstop fucking battle over every inch of fucking ground feels worth the fucking win. And yeah, yeah. Is this one of their like? their side modes like operations or are they, is this going to be in like the main um, browser it's in the server browser uh, first thing I checked is operations uh, in there yet not yet but I talked to the lead designer hmm. and it, he said they're getting a lot of feedback like specifically about that and it might happen if they can work out how to make it happen um, they're worried about people joining halfway through. Is that that's, that's still worried about that? I told them not to. I told them it didn't matter. That it would be better to have people playing at all than to be worried about people not getting the full experience. Uh, but uh, yeah, he seemed receptive to it, and it's it genuinely seems like something that they've heard a lot. And that uh, I also explained that, like in lower pop areas, uh, it's specifically galling because it can be a lot harder to match make games but uh yeah well, we had a good chat it was good hmm. uh, so yeah that's good the new maps are pretty good there's two infantry only maps and I don't mean in the sense that like there's only some fucking there's not many tanks or whatever literally no vehicles at all which is really cool uh and they've still got the behemoth system in there the way they handle it is uh instead of uh like spawning in like uh airship or whatever the fuck that they spawn in like i think it's two waves of four elite classes mm-hmm. so a flamethrower an anti-material sniper a like heavy armored dude and the new guy the new elite guy um who is a trench raider who has a bunch of armor and runs around with fucking like his main weapon is a club and he doesn't have like an animation where he's locked into 
killing someone with the melee, he just straight up, he'll just hit you and knock you down, which is pretty fucking cool. Um, yeah, so two of them are infantry only. I actually really like both of those maps. Yeah. Um, one of them is a battle on the hills of Verdun. Uh, like, the forests are on fire. Uh, there's a really good, like, well, I think we talked about it a couple of times, but they it's not a fucking straight line. There's sort of a split. Uh, it's sort of like A, B, C is in the middle, and D and E. Uh, so, like, a, like f- the number five on dice, I guess, on a set of dice, you know, that sort of layout, which is really good. Uh, the other infantry-only map is the one that looks like in all the screenshots, it's sort of set in this jail, Fort DeVoe. Ah, yep. uh, it looks like it's just Operation Locker, right? But mm. it's not. It's not at all. Like, I think most of it, especially in front lines, like 90% of that map takes place outside of the jail. Um, like most of it takes place out, outdoors and it's still very much an outdoor map. It's just that when you wind up pushing your way all the way across, suddenly it becomes an indoor map and that's a very cool transition. Uh, it is a bit, it is a little bit straight liney, but uh, it's, I think it's successful. Like it's got a good curve to it and the, it's successfully like skewers the typical straight line shit because of the indoor sections, the jail and stuff like that, which is really cool. And the other two maps, one of them is sort of uh, like there's this giant river running through the middle of it and takes place uh, with, on this like hill covered in poppies. Yeah. And it's very like, it's actually a really pretty map, but you like rarely ever stop to take, pay attention to that kind of shit. You're far too busy trying to murder everyone as much as possible. Um, that's one of the maps with the new behemoth, which is a giant fucking tank, and you just fucking wreck shit with... Uh, it, like, basically one-shots tanks hmm. uh, with its main gun, and it's got a bunch of regular tank cannons. And, like, if you would imagine that uh, the tank that has five guns on it yep. and four of them are machine guns or we'll replace the four machine guns with tank cannons and then put the cannon on the front make it a fucking super cannon and that's this fucking behemoth and it's just like high priority it's probably the most dangerous behemoth i've ever seen because it can go anywhere as well so uh wow yeah. so it's got a driver then they can just drive wherever they want yep uh-huh. yeah all right in our while we were playing Fucking one of the fucking YouTubers drove it out of bounds and exploded it. I was fucking... I was going off in the chat, eh? I'm like, you're the kind of motherfucker who would fucking crash the aircraft carrier into Wake Island, aren't you? You stupid piece of shit. I was losing my balls. YouTubers, I'll tell you what. I I expected more. I expected more than to see a fucking 64-player server and have, like... 40 people play as snipers. What the shit? Um, yeah. Just so many fucking snipers. Nobody playing the objective. I posted up a picture, but I uh, fucking... I won a round with uh, three kills and two deaths. 
<laughs> I was the MVP on my team because I was the only one completing fucking objectives. Um, yeah, they just, I don't know. And I was playing as a medic, uh, just like popping people up and getting back into the fight and stuff like that. But yeah, holy shit. Uh, I think that's about it. Uh, the, yeah, it's just... I don't know. It, it got me right back into playing Battlefield again. Uh, I'm very excited to play it once uh, the patch downloads. I'm yeah. not downloading it at the moment. So, uh, yeah, once it downloads, uh, probably play it tomorrow, which will be cool. Uh, and, yeah, I don't know, man. So it's two-week early access for season pass holders. Yes. And um, Which is dumb. It's so dumb. Yeah, it's so. Yeah, it's really bad. Um, uh, do you know how that was working on the um, like how that's going to work? Is it going to be separate, uh, separate like playlists, or what are they doing for that? Do you know? Uh, I, I believe it's just separate playlists, yeah. um, like premium, premium server playlists, or whatever the fuck. Um, yeah, all part of the really dumb shit, I guess. Hmm. yeah uh, yeah because it feels like I, I, I haven't bought it um, yet yep and uh, you kind of feel obliged to buy it because otherwise like nobody's going to be playing that normal game right yeah everybody's going to be on the um, on the DLC list and then if you don't buy it like they can't split playlists because all of a sudden you've got a server that drops half its people because not everybody's got it yet especially like being a two week early access for premium pass holders um yeah so so crazy anyway I'm just worried. yeah no I agree man it's dumb yeah but it's it's good though right like sounds like it's pretty fun it's, pretty bad it is it's a lot of fun and uh yeah it's uh yeah the front lines mode is is really cool it's a really good mashup um, we played some operations as well because uh, obviously you can match make when you're guaranteed to have 64 people present. Um, and uh, holy shit, the first the first map we did was uh, this Verdun one, uh, and we didn't get to see the second map. Hmm. Uh, like me and the rest of the people on my team, we they didn't even capture the first fucking point in the three fucking attempts and you should have heard them fucking whine they're like oh my god this is fucking ridiculous oh my god this is so imbalanced oh my god and then uh so after that uh we switch sides yeah i don't think we like some of us didn't even fucking stop we didn't stop long enough to like cap points we're already on to, on our way to the next fucking point we just blasted <laughs> straight through yeah. the reason they weren't able to get through in the first of like in while i was defending the first time we had them fucking locked down with mortars like just properly locked down and they they were too stubborn to switch to fucking snipers to do something about us or switch to the mortars themselves to do something about us so we just we're just bombing bombing the fuck out of them which is unbelievably appropriate like as a tactic for a map like Verdun where like literally millions of artillery shells were fired um yeah but uh they were not having a time of it 
they were just complaining a lot. And then we fucking, yeah, we smashed them. It was fucking hilarious. I don't, like, we didn't lose. Uh, we, like, never failed to attack. Yeah. Inexplicable. Um, we just blasted straight through the entire time, and then we did it again on the second map. And, yeah, they just got fucked. Uh, I think some of them just weren't very good, you know? Yeah. What can you do? Yeah, that's true. Anyway, uh, good times. Good times. Um, so that's out. And I, you did an article for... Was it just an article? Did you do any video footage or... Uh, no, I, I captured some video footage. I haven't had time to edit it together to chuck it up, but uh, hopefully I'll have more time tomorrow. But got some stuff going on, so yeah. Secret business. Secret business. Might be able to say more next week. Oh, fair enough. But uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, we should get to the showcase piece of the evening. Totally. Uh, Nathan and I talked about, or well, Nathan talked about this game last week. Um. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. This is, uh, we, we were discussing how the reviews were out and I hadn't seen a game perform this well in quite a while. Yep. Um, at that time, it was a 98 on Metacritic, but it turns out that game is not as good as what I thought it is. It is now a 97. Oh, fucking pathetic. <laughs> so, you know, cancel those pre-orders, people. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I talked about how I thought Nathan might bring it down a peg last week and uh i'm curious to see if you are going to do the same thing this week i have a, a, a inkling that you might or a tinkling a tinkling did you like my tinkling noise yeah you're uh, i hope you're not in the bathroom i'm not in the bathroom <laughs> uh sure sure uh my bathroom has you're a drinking fridge. it now jesus something i got a Settle down, Waterworld. <laughs> There's a lot of valuable nutrients that I've got to reconstitute so I can have all of my powers available to me when I explain how Zelda is in a 10. Yeah, I was trying to drag that out. I'm not sure you if were. you noticed. Cause- I did notice. <laughs> yeah. Um what don't you like about it? Obviously, it's not the worst game in the world, Joe, but there's things that you... Very much not the worst worst game in the world, but it's not the best game that came out in fucking March. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Let's open with that. Okay, Horizon Zero Dawn Do is it. a better game than this. Uh, yeah, look, the reality of the situation is I know that there are things that I care about that um, others don't that others don't care about. And so to that end, uh, yeah, I, I, I think I can, I think I can safely say this is, this is not a 10 for me. Uh, it's, it's, it's a good game. It's a very good game that I really enjoyed playing that I really enjoyed, uh, being a part of the world, but uh, it has some fucking glaring, issues that i cannot i genuinely cannot believe but i was sitting there just flabbergasted that my contemporaries uh um like contemporary game critics would uh would say this game is a fucking 10 and like it's it sparked up a lot of conversations about whether or not a 10 is a flawless experience or whatever the fuck but uh, I have been fighting against the idea of the perfect 10 since, uh, well, as long as this podcast has been going on, at the very least. Uh, 
since before I became a fucking professional game reviewer, I've never believed in the perfect 10. Uh, just because that's not how fucking rating system work. That's not how fucking counting works. Uh, so yeah, to that, to that end, uh, it could be someone's 10 out of 10, despite having these glaring issues. I just don't understand how someone could ignore it and allow me to like the, the most glaring of these issues for me is the story and the storytelling because they are fucking terrible. The story is just terrible. It's the worst kind of uh, Saturday morning cartoon schlock. Just garbage shit designed to barely justify your movement throughout the game world, but at the same time has no fucking connection to your action or no real connection to your actions the entire time it's like oh link you've been woken up after a hundred years that is actually like if you were to ma- like measure that against fucking zelda's voice acting by the way i just fucking nailed it Okay, that is probably a better impression of Zelda than the Zelda voice actor could manage in this game. She sounds, yeah, or actor. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't check the credits hard enough. But uh, if, like, yeah, that's like what I'm saying is right. Woeful voice acting. Anyway, oh Link, oh Link, you must, you must come and rescue me after sleeping for a hundred years. Oh, come and find your whatever and find the Master Sword and then come and help me defeat Ganon. Right. Fair enough. Cool. I'm awake. It's been 100 years. Zelda is apparently still fighting Ganon. Uh, She hasn't been sleeping, I suppose. She doesn't need to. She's a magic princess or something, whatever. Um, It's hard hard for me to, like, really nail down all of the details of the story. Mm Mm-hmm. Because uh, I played a lot of this on a plane, and every time there was a cutscene, uh, I like just through boredom, not even through tiredness, I, just through boredom, I drifted off to sleep. So I'd, I'd then wake up a little bit later, and uh, I'd be standing in front of like a shark dude or some shit, and I'm like, oh, something's happened, I guess, uh, something important with the story. And then I'd go and talk to people and shark dudes are all mad because I broke the heart of the shark princess or I go talk to the bird dudes and the bird dudes are all arrogant it's all like it's all this fucking oh my god it's this like the worst the worst sort of you know how like Mr. Hercule in uh, or Mr. Satan in uh in Dragon Ball Z was deli- like specifically taking the piss out of those uh, like overly confident dudes and it was sort of a little bit meta at a time when things weren't all that meta and like at the same time the uh, entire show was uh, like still doing that a lot no right okay well <laughs> anyway uh it's just that sort of like this fucking they're all just cliches they're just like oh okay and now i guess we need the bird dude to be overly arrogant let's do that all right cool arrogant bird dude 
let's have him pose and be all like, yeah, cool. Okay, uh, this this shark prince dude, he needs to be like uh, super helpful and uh, like a dreamboat, as much of a dreamboat as you can make a shark dude. And they're like, yep, cool, do it. Okay, dreamboat, helpful. He's like tuxedo mask. Nailed it. Okay, tuxedo mask guy who's a shark dude. Perfect. Uh, what about the rock guys? Well, they're big and strong, uh, and they're rocks, So, um, and they eat gravel. So what if we make them say a lot of, like, puns, and uh, also they like bodybuilding? Oh, yep. Yeah. Okay, bodybuilding cliche. Do it. What if they call it? What if everyone in that entire city calls everyone bro? Yes, perfect. And what if we don't do it uh, to skewer the idea, but we do it, we play it straight uh, as if that's actually the way a bunch of people would talk? Yep, okay, perfect. Yep, that'll make our world feel really, really real. That'd be perfect. Uh, and uh, the, the other one, um, the Gerudo, uh, they live in the desert. Um, how do we make them, I don't know, just like general cliches about people who live in the desert and like, you know, they, I guess they like water, uh, and, um, oh yeah, that's it. That's what we'll do. You have to cross dress to get into their city and, uh, we'll play it up. We'll yuck it up for laughs because cross dressing is hilarious. It's the year 2017. Uh, but, but dressing up as a lady is still the pinnacle of comedy so let's do that yeah now uh yep just flawless flawless storytelling uh what if oh yep hang on link link's got his own people that he needs to talk to what if we have this really old lady where she looks like a little kid uh and she's struggling with uh, pretending like she's a real kid. And so she is instead the worst cliche of a Japanese school school girl you have literally ever seen, ever. Oh, yes, perfect. Okay, what if she, like, makes people say, uh, like, cheese or something? Or, like, she poses for pictures or something every single fucking time. And she'll do, like, stupid fucking hand... Yes, that's it. Yes, I can no longer tell if we are making fun of Japanese people as a culture or if this is genuine. That's how good this fucking shit is. This how, that's how good this storytelling is. Oh, my God. Amazing. Yes. Perfect. And we'll wrap it all up with just the worst voice acting of all time. Of all time. <laughs> uh, just pointless. Pointless voice acting uh, will have unskippable dialogue, uh, semi-skippable cutscenes, like some just straight-up unskippable cutscenes. Perfect. Like, genius. Got to have that. Uh, And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. 99% of all the dialogue in the game won't be voice acted anyway. We'll just do it via text. Okay, okay, hang on. You've lost me here for a second. Just text. Why are we doing voice acting at all then? Oh, well, you've got to have voice acting because otherwise nobody will know that Zelda sounds like a guy attempting to do a lady's voice. Ah, okay, f- fair enough. That seems like the, you know, Gerudo thing again, but whatever. Um, so just mostly text. And how many, like, what if, 
can we do that thing that some RPGs or only really old RPGs, but some like the RPGs used to do where if you talk to someone and then you talk to them again, they don't like every time you talk to them after that, they'd only ever repeat the same line. Like just the, the rule of two with dialogue, like just one <laughs> extra line. Let's just do that. Yeah. Okay, cool. We'll do that. And we'll have, uh, we'll have you make choices in dialogue, but have none of those choices matter. And uh, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, we got ourselves a Zelda game. Uh, 10 out of 10. Um, I think, yeah, probably the best game of all time, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, let's like let's go to the critics. Um, the critics said, uh, yeah, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10. So many 10s for this game. That's interesting. Uh, what about... Mm, did I mention the story? Ah. Uh, the voice acting isn't great. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Nintendo's next classic. Okay. Uh, yep. Cool. Uh, yeah, okay. 10 out of 10. Uh, strong contender for the best Zelda game. And uh, a masterclass in open world design. Uh, yeah. Makes sense. That all makes sense to me, you know? <laughs> hmm. Sounds like cool. you like it. I just hate the story. I hate the fucking story. It's such a fucking terrible story. I mean, there's there's other things that I don't like, but I hate the fucking story. Um, yeah, yeah. It is just it's it's so it's so dull, cliched, and awfully told that I cannot fathom how this is. Yeah, yeah. A ten out of ten game. Like, it's just, especially, especially because I played fucking Horizon Zero Dawn, where, like, the inverse of the voice acting is true, where 95% of all the voice acting is actually acted. All the voice acting is good. Uh, Like, as you said, it's not executed perfectly at times. But, like, yeah, the main characters... The key characters to all the story beats are all voiced really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it seems like they weren't reading the scripts independent of any knowledge about basic human interaction. They got real so, actors in there. When yeah, fucking exactly. Lance Reddick shows up, I'm like, oh, all right. I know whose voice that is. I know whose voice that is. That's fucking... <laughs> what's his name? Hades. No. Uh, what's his name in John Wick? I don't know. Does he have a name? Yeah, he's got a name. Sharon, I think. The, like, the fucking... He's got some fucking crazy Greek name where he's like the boat keeper for the river to Hades or whatever. Anyway. um, He's got one of those voices that you're like, I know that motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah, you do. Uh, It's fucking... Yeah, he's a spectacular voice. Uh, Anyway. Yeah, they actually got... You know, real actors, real voice actors, put some effort in, got real dialogue. Yeah, elements of it might not be perfectly executed, but they put the fucking effort in. The story itself is fantastic. The world building is great. Uh, Yeah, not the case in Zelda. So I just can't can't understand how after immediately after playing an open world game with those great elements, you could then go, well, ah, yeah, okay, this is bad, but. Still, you've got all this other stuff. On the other hand, it is bad, but you do have all this other stuff. Zelda is, if you ignore the terrible story, like, staggering. 
like jaw dropping. Uh, I was flabbergasted. Um, it was just, yeah, it was just holy shit to me. Like, holy shit. Uh, they created a world that uh, I wanted to continue to find, like, to explore every nook and cranny of. Uh, it's, it's, there's, like, everything, like, everything apart from the story I have is just a minor quibble. It's just, uh, this could, like, I, this is a mind-boggling design, design decision to me. But otherwise, uh, yeah, it's just amazing. You go through this world after you get used to, like, after you get the fucking ability to get off the plateau where you start, which is an annoying way to, to sort of ease you into the world. Uh, after you get out of there, it's just, yeah, you sort of just, you're left to do whatever. And you can almost do whatever. Like, yeah, you can climb cliffs. Uh, you can fly about on your fucking, on your parachute thing, on your paraglider. But you can, like, invent creative ways of making that happen. And you, like, can explore islands out to the far reaches of the continent and all this kind of shit that you just keep fucking finding newer and newer and newer things for you to like do. And it's all, I, by now, like I didn't want to, I, I was sort of planning on writing a review, but nobody wants a job review of breath of the wild. I guess they want Nintendo to talk to them for the rest of eternity or whatever the fuck but uh you should write it put it on the gap page maybe so get us those sweet hits because <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know that's all you're doing it for right it's clickbait of course yeah. um of course that's that's all I'm in it for um <laughs> but yeah I was uh toying with the idea of uh writing a review and uh then when I was told yeah uh, I didn't have anywhere to put such a thing. I just started reading other reviews because I've talked about it before, but I do my best not to read other reviews. I mean, it's impossible to not see the scores, right? It was impossible to not see the scores. But, uh, yeah, I was doing my best to not read the reviews. Uh, and, uh, yeah, obviously I saw Jim Sterling's yesterday. One of the things he said was, uh, and I desperately disagree with him is that the shrines feel out of place uh the shrines are the these uh sort of little mini dungeons that are like sort of they mark the map like zits on a pimply teenager um they're just all over the fucking place and if you complete four of them you can trade in the four shrine thingies for a uh, a heart or an increase to your stamina mm-hmm and yeah he was saying that they feel awful um like they feel like a waste a wasted opportunity but i think he's 100 percent incorrect uh to me they represent this like this concept of exploration uh this like 
that an incentive to explore beyond the justification or the exploration itself and as like through that they're like semi-rewarding because they not only do they give you a quarter of the way to another heart which you desperately need because you'll get one shot by fucking everything at the start uh but they also like the puzzles within them led for me like i'd say almost almost every fourth shrine that i did shrine puzzle that i did what like one of those four would have led me to a like to to solve it i'd need to use my powers in a way that would suddenly further open up the world of breath of the wild it would further expand the world to something that like in ways that i hadn't fucking thought about before it was like the puzzles within the shrines simplistic as they generally were were forcing me to think with in the language of of the rune system of breath of the wild and so the progress like i wasn't i was i was waiting till i had 12 shrine dealios before i traded them in for hearts or stamina Mm-hmm. so i didn't see the fucking point in like traveling somewhere where i could pray to upgrade every four fucking shrines and just it had killed it, the flow for me uh so i was waiting yeah until i had um yeah enough for at least three hearts or t- i had 12 markers um so to like in in that sense i i th- wasn't really like it wasn't like every shrine was an an immediate growth of link as a character but every couple of shrines was still a growth of me as a player which i think is a brilliant way to develop progression and it really justified the existence of the shrines for me even if like they annoy the fuck out of me because some of them you like well when you discover the fucking things, you can't like skip that cutscene. Uh, if you're on a fucking plane flight and you're literally just flying from shrine to shrine, uh, like gliding from shrine to shrine, yeah. you just get, you sitting there waiting and you're like, I am literally playing this game to kill time. And I wish I had something I, I could do to kill time in this fucking game. Uh, which is just some stuff. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyway, so yeah, uh, that's like that's just one thing. One thing I didn't agree with Jim Sterling on. Oh, I, I think a lot of his other criticisms were pretty fair. I don't think it, I don't think what he wrote read like a seven out of ten, even with the unwarranted criticism of the shrines or the, in my opinion, uh, inc- like uh, I don't know, off point criticism of the shrines. Like I still, even with his criticism of shrines, I still don't think it read like a seven, but uh, that's okay. Like it's his scoring system, uh, and it's still a good score. And it is still a good score. <laughs> like of the shit that he copped out from that is not deserving either. <laughs> like it is bananas that people went after him like that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's what I meant when I said it's still his scoring system. Right? Like, he he gets to dictate what that means, yeah. and it, it means a good score, right? Like, anyway, yeah, he he got copped a lot of shit, and it was ridiculous. Uh, 
I know what it feels like, obviously. But uh, yeah, so there's that. There's this element of Zelda that I'm not. I wasn't crazy about, but uh, I didn't hate. Uh, like I didn't like it, but I didn't dislike it either. I am. I think I've talked about it before. It's why I didn't uh, want to continue playing Conan Exiles. It's this chore yep. system, right? It's not as bad in Zelda, which is why I, I didn't dislike it enough to make me stop playing but uh yeah it is it's basically the new grind the uh like you just have to do these repetitive things to maintain uh, almost maintain a status quo right like just to make you're not grinding to get better you're grinding out this shit just to be as good as you are capable of being and in uh, zelda that involves gathering resources and then cooking them i don't like the cooking uh, situation in zelda not because uh I, th- I think it is an avenue for creativity but i quickly found a fucking like we yeah another thing we talked about dozens of times before but i will fast i will fucking beeline in on the most efficient way to do something and then i'm not varying from that most efficient way to do things and that is what happened. I worked out if you cook four fucking bananas and a piece of meat, you'll create a 10 heart uh, max attack power dish uh, for three three minutes. You'll have max extra attack power, which means you do a shitload of extra damage. You can basically kill almost everything in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you get a shitload of health back. And so I would I, like... Yeah, it was no longer about, oh, I wonder if I can combine rice and bananas and create some sort of rice pudding. No, it was like, no, I'm not wasting my fucking bananas on that. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go to the place where the bananas spawn. I'm going to collect fucking 90 of the fucking things. And then I'm going to sit there for 10 minutes making banana fucking banana skewer dishes. And that's it. Yeah. And yeah that's what i did uh or i'll i'll like find hardy radishes and i'll do the same fucking thing I'll, I'll get 90 hardy hardy radishes and then i'll make fucking hardy radish skewers until i've got fucking every time i try to heal myself i've got 20 fucking extra hearts on top of my already ridiculous amount of hearts yeah i, I know i ruined cooking for myself uh but that is the most efficient way to do it and that's what the fuck like the cooking system exists for you to regain health and the other thing is you do not want to be caught halfway up a fucking mountain or halfway into some dangerous area without the food you need because if you're sitting there eating fucking every apple you've found along the way uh, for a quarter of a heart of health, you're going to sit there just tap like fucking blasting through 40 fucking apples until you've got like 10 health, uh, 10 hearts, which is just like woefully inefficient and not to mention extremely wasteful. Uh, yeah. It's just like the, yeah, my way m- might've been boring, but it is, how the fucking system is supposed to work. I was playing correctly. Uh, anyway, so yeah, th- that was a chore and there was a, there was more to the chore, I guess. Uh, mining is how you, there's the most efficient way to gain, uh, rupees because the ores you can sell 
are worth a fucking shitload of cash. And so you wind up, yeah, that's the most, the quickest way to get fucking cash. You need cash to buy armor. You need armor to basically survive uh, being hit by anything larger than a mokoblin. And uh, yeah, that's like, that's just it. You need cash. Uh, there were a couple of other cheeky ways I found to make cash. Like uh, found a dude who was doing like a, a fucking three card Monty setup with some chests. Uh, and uh, it seemed like the chests were purely random. So you give him a hundred bucks and uh, it, sorry, you'd save your game. You give him a hundred bucks hmm. And then you pick a chest, and if you pick the right one, you get 300. If you pick the wrong one, you get one. If you got one, you just reload, and you do it again oh. until you get 300. That was that was a cheeky one that I checked out, exploited about 1,000 gold out of, and then I'm like, yeah, okay, well, I don't really want to make money this way. Uh, so I didn't do it. I didn't want to ruin the game for myself. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, that's, you know, an option. There is uh, another one. There's another mini game that you can do to make money like that. Uh, not as efficient as that one. Um, but, yeah. Anyway, so, yeah. Mining is the best way to make uh, gems or, sorry, rupees. Uh, you need the rupees. Uh, and then, yeah, otherwise, you're just basically collecting items to upgrade your armor. Stuff like that. It's resource gathering is, yeah, it's just sort of tedious. It's a chore. It is a chore, and that's not what I'm playing the games for, so no time for it. Um, so that was, yeah, that was that element. But otherwise, like, yeah. I oh, And one other th- tiny thing I didn't like was as soon as I upgraded my stamina once, I found that, uh, so on the plateau, I apparently got to one of the shrines that you need to complete to finish the plateau area. I got to it in a weird way. I climbed up the side of the mountain and I found it extreme, an extremely compelling uh, moment because to climb up the mountain, I actually had to map out a path that would uh, like be or allow me to rest because if you run out of stamina while you're halfway up the mountain, um, you just fall to your death basically but if you can rest like a quarter of the way up uh, and you can then climb again then you'll have enough stamina to get to the top and so i uh like when i had only the starting amount of stamina i felt extremely it was extremely limiting but every single climb that i did was a puzzle in and of itself i was trying to like beat the game but as soon as i upgraded the stamina once that was no longer the case. I never like. I didn't feel like I was. I needed to map out a path anymore. I just sort of brute force most ledges. It seems like they created the mountains, uh, or a lot of the mountains I scaled anyway, with enough uh, like placeholder foothold bits for you to climb them just by like just with one stamina lot. Mm. Anyway, uh, it's it's not really of anything. The only other element that climbing sucks for is uh, when it rains, you can't fucking climb. Okay. Yeah. Like, you slide backwards. Uh, and if it starts raining while you're halfway up the biggest mountain in the game, uh, you're fucked. Like, you're properly fucked. You either jump off the mountain and try to glide to safety... Uh, 
seeding all of the the 10 minutes you just spent climbing the fucking mountain wall Mm -hmm. or you try to slide down to a fucking ledge uh and then you sit there and wait for the rain to stop cool which yeah not compelling gameplay (laughs) anyway um there are some amazing things in the game there's that there's this island that you can go to where you you're basically robbed of all your shit <laughs> like uh it removes all of your items from you and forces you to like go throughout the entire uh island with just your wits basically and it's a fantastic little challenge um yeah there's horses you can capture uh you can cut grass to find fucking bugs hmm like all kinds of shit and the world is like it just always feels bigger than you expect which is fantastic and so to that extent i i think it's an amazing game um it's just it'd be 40 billion times better if you could never hear the story at all because jesus christ it's such a fucking waste uh waste of everyone's fucking time so aggravating i get so aggravated about it anyway uh yeah that's that's that mostly um i guess i mean yeah i can't think of anything else there's definitely other stuff but i can't think of it off the top of my head it's just this game that yeah i think is brilliant but flawed uh yeah yeah well uh, I'll be able to talk to you about it next week. Why is that? I have a copy. How do you have a copy? I have a loaner unit. Ah, that's cool. Yeah, so I have one. Uh, I picked it up today. So I will, uh, once I'm done with Horizon, that'll be next on my list. Before I was going to say you could borrow mine because it's not like I'm using my fucking Switch for anything now. <laughs> not anymore. What's it, what, what the fuck is the point of it now? <laughs> cool. It'll just sit there then. Yeah. Um, and then the Mass Effect is out, uh, well, it's out Thursday, right? <laughs> For early access. Uh, but yeah, a week from now, next week. For sure. Yep. So I'm sure we'll be talking about that at some stage. Gotta be busy. Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Should be good. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Should we talk about some news? Uh, can I talk about taking my Switch? <laughs> okay. Uh, overseas. Yeah. Yeah, the fucking power plug for the Switch is on the underside of the uh, handheld. Yeah. So you cannot put the thing down. You can't put it on your tray table and play it like uh, in tabletop mode. While it's charging. While charging. So you have to hold it. And uh, you can't charge it off in-seat USB power. Uh, I had to plug it into my my uh, phone uses USB C as well, so I had to plug it into my wall charger. Oh yeah, plug that into the NC PowerPoint to actually charge the thing. If I charge it off the USB, uh, it would just slightly slow the rate. No, no which, voltage coming out. Nope. Uh, yeah. Um, so there was that. That was I don't know some shit. Yeah. Um, it's scratched. I've got a scratch on one. Wow. What yep. did you do to it? <laughs> Nothing, as far as I can tell. I was, I, I mean, I wasn't, uh, I'm not going to like pretend like I 
handled it like it was a fucking the golden child or something. Oh yeah. But I was careful with the, the fucking thing. The only thing, the only time it came out yeah. of my bag, uh, it was in a like little fucking safe padded sleeve inside of my fucking bag inside its own little sleeve on its own uh in in my backpack and the only time it came out was when i was playing on uh the plane or when i was playing in my hotel room yeah and then i'd put it back in the fucking sleeve again uh so i have no idea i have no idea how it's gotten scratched but did you take it you didn't take the dock with you right because that's how i've heard it's been getting scratched usually yeah that is how it's been scratched like maybe make like i didn't notice it until i got home so maybe when i chucked it in the fucking dock uh to play the end of zelda oh my god i didn't talk about the fucking end <laughs> oh my god hey just just like this i don't feel like this is a spoiler but uh, when you fucking finish Zelda, uh, that's it. It takes you back to the main menu. Game over. Done. And this is important because if you saved a bunch of shit and went into the last boss fight, maybe a little bit under fucking under equipped, uh, like, you know, you spent a lot of money, right? You spent a fucking shitload of money on great armor and fantastic weapons, but you left yourself some money afterwards so you could you know at least enjoy the world that you just finished fucking saving right uh so let's say you saved three grand right and uh yeah let's say that an ancient shield which is uh the perfect weapon uh the perfect item to use to block the uh oncoming attacks of the very scary guardians the guardian robots that can one shot uh, new players and were able to two shots my dude uh, without his special powers for resurrection um, yeah so went in with just one of those shields because I'm like yeah probably probably be okay I could probably get away with this I don't want to spend all my money I want to hold on to some shit you know I want to have enough money to to like experiment later uh, I could have just bought three more of those fucking shields uh in fact, I could have sold the fucking 16 uh, pages worth of resources and shit that I was never ever going to be able to use uh, again after I finished the game because it just fucking ends. It's done. Hmm. I went into the final boss fights, right? Fuck, like, my shield got destroyed uh, on my way into the Ganon fight. Uh, and uh, I picked up a shield off a... Like on my way in, yeah. So I went into the final boss fight with a rusty shield that I picked up off a off a fucking thing on my way in. That was it, my only shield against the final boss, and I still fucking beat it. But also to that same point, I still have never beaten a fucking Lionel, which is a world mob. I run from them every single time. I run from them every fucking time. So I don't, I don't have the fucking weapons to waste against them. The weapon durability. I don't actually, I don't hate weapon durability as a function in games, but I do hate it in Zelda because everything is too fragile. All your weapons are too fucking fragile for this fucking game. So yeah, it's like, it's too, too far gone. Like if you could just get a couple more fucking hits in, you wouldn't feel like you were wielding fucking shards of glass and 
dry pieces of spaghetti every fucking time you go up against a fucking goblin. Oh, here comes a goblin with a fucking giant club. And here's me with my dry bits of spaghetti. And if it starts raining, then I, it's going to be limp spaghetti and I'm fucked. Mm. And yeah, you hit it. Like, I don't know if you've ever been hit by dry spaghetti. But it breaks. It breaks. It breaks pretty easy and it doesn't yeah. do a lot of damage. And that's basically a really good summary of every single weapon in Breath of the Wild. Anyway, so I'm, yeah, I'm still mad. I'm still mad that I went into that fucking boss fight severely under fucking equipped because, yeah, at the end, you don't get to take it with you. It's fucking done. You, like, yeah, sell it all. Sell it all. And, yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> What's that? That's good. Um, yeah. <laughs> Are you looking at the name? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, anyway, I'm just... Yeah, I, was, I forgot about that bit. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I went to end, went to end uh, uh, Zelda, and I guess I dumped it back in the dock at that point. Maybe I scratched scratch it then, because I was yeah, like I said, I didn't treat it with fucking uh, I don't know mittens on my hands or anything, but yeah, I was pretty fucking careful, and it's, it should not have scratched on my travels. So what type of I'm glass pre- are they using? On that? It's not glass. Oh, it's plastic. They've used plastic. That's why it fucking scratches. Oh. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel f- very annoyed about that too. But anyway. That's pretty crazy. It is pretty crazy. Anyway. Yeah. So that was my experience of taking it over. Um, it, otherwise, it was actually, yeah. It's pretty good. All right. It was, it was cool having, like, I generally, when Sports Center was on, I was playing fucking Zelda. Hmm. And vaguely watching Sports Center, and that's fucking cool. Yeah. Anyway. Did Did you get a uh, a pro controller, or were you using the standard controller thingy that it comes with? Just using the standard controller thingy. Yeah. And works alright. Yep. 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 So yeah, cool. Nice. Anything else to add? Uh, no. Oh, can we do some news? No. Let's do news. Yes. News. Um. Uh, PAX was over the um, PAX, PAX East PAX East was over the weekend or, or just finished or something like that a um, couple of things announced there I think one of them was Quake Champions is playable at least as far as I know maybe uh, yeah Quake Champions had, is playable they had some they had Quake there at least uh, and some news came out of that which was uh, the pricing model for it it'll be free to play quotation marks around that um free to play in terms of you'll be able to use one character uh, and off the top of my head his name is I think Ranger okay or it could be Ranger but um, yeah, I think they'd be, be doing that uh, I think it was Ranger sure. and um, and the, the pricing model will be you'll earn like some sort of currency within the game and then that will allow you to unlock uh, other champions and take them into the arena uh, and then play with them or you can just buy the game um. Yeah, I, I'm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about this one. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure these champions they've got like special abilities, right? Yes, they do. Yeah. Okay. Um, because he was talking Tim Willits, I think it was. It was talking about uh, like allowing the player to have the decision whether or not they wanted to buy it, and like people that wanted to play the classic old style of Quake games could just play with the one guy 
uh, and then that would be, you know, they'd be pretty satisfied with that. But if you're, you've got, if you've got a game centralized around heroes that have different abilities, that doesn't really fit into this, like what he's saying, um, because everybody is obviously a, a disadvantage because they're using the same fucking character and. Um, and then it becomes like, a, is everything balanced correctly? And obviously games aren't usually like that. So no, they're not balanced properly. And, and there are tiers of characters that people choose over other ones. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm curious to see what the actual pricing model will be on some of these characters. Like if you were going to be able to actually purchase some of this stuff or if it's going to be uh, like way too expensive for you to do it and you're actually going to have to fork out money for it. Um, because I think it was, I think it was you that posted a video online um, about Quake when they when they showed off the new map or, or they're showing off the first map or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And um, I watched that and I was like, man, this looks like a free to play game. <laughs> Just jokingly, because yeah. I didn't actually know it was a free to play game. They like, well, no, they actually had announced it. I don't think or. I, for some reason, I thought it, I already knew it to be a free-to-play game, but... No, I think they only announced it, like, yesterday or two days ago. Yeah, I just mean, like, when you said, this looks <laughs> like a free... Like, when you said that on Twitter, I thought to myself, well, it is. But, yeah, it wasn't until they announced it that I'm like, uh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Because um, it didn't look like too... It looked like it was an old... It could have passed as a Quake 3 game. Um, some of those yeah. assets were not like as pretty as I would expect for a full priced game. And yep. that's kind of why I was taking a dig at it because I was like, oh, this looks a bit, it doesn't look ugly, but uh, it doesn't look like a fully priced $60, yeah. um, you know, triple A game. Um, oh, and that's why I was like, ah, oh, it looks like, I didn't realize it was a free to play game uh, just as a joke. And then like a day or two later, that's when they said, yeah, we've announced the pricing model. It'll be free to play slash purchase product. Um, so yeah, I want to see like where they kind of draw that line and how much it's really going to cost you. Cause I feel like games, have, some have, have done it really well. I, I think, uh, Siege does a pretty good job of it. You do have to play quite a bit to unlock some of those characters, but, yeah. um, you know, they still, I, I think they fairly give you an opportunity to, to unlock a lot of those guys. Um, I didn't buy, uh, the season pass. I don't think I bought the season pass um, for the last one until really late. Um, but I was unlocking characters quite easily with that. Yeah. Um, regardless of what other high-profile critics may um, say uh-huh. that, you know, it, <laughs> it's got a bad system, but I think it's pretty good. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I, I want to see, like, what Quake Champions does in terms of heroes and their abilities and then also what the currency will be and how you'll be able to how freely you'll be able to get some of these uh, heroes. It sounds like they're going to be in a, a rotation as well, from what I was reading. That's what I was reading as well. That, like, you'll be able to purchase them, but then they'll disappear or something like that? Is that right? Or uh, Yeah. Like, you... Yeah. I mean, that's that's what I was going to say, right? Like, it sounds like you can purchase them and you don't actually own them if mm. you didn't buy the game. You're, like, renting you just, heroes. You rented them for a bit, yeah, which is fucking bullshit fuck that um that's that's not the way to do that in my opinion uh yeah anyway uh it's it's hard it's hard to tell until we know more apparently the beta will start in about three weeks um i still i still have problems i read a a 
article that said it's still very much a Quake game and everything I read in that article didn't sound like a fucking Quake game. Okay. I, I have specific problems with the Heroes model for Quake. And, like, this is something that I've, I've been fucking struggling with because I don't think... Like, just just don't call it a fucking Quake game. Just don't pretend like you're bringing this back to the arena shooter glory days, okay? Just, it's a hero shooter. Just call it a hero shooter and, like, just fucking lean into that as opposed to pretending, oh, it can be everything to everyone. It's a it's a Quake game and uh, it's a hero shooter and, you know, it'll appeal to Overwatch fans and all this other shit. No, just fucking, look, it'll appeal to Overwatch fans, okay? Fair enough, okay? But if you continue to tell me if you continue to pretend like it's still well and truly tied to its quake roots, I have a problem with that because you're like, that's a bargain built directly off nostalgia for a, in, like in my opinion, fucking important brand and, or a fucking important franchise. And so bargaining off that to rope in people who are expecting a skill-based arena shooter, it's it's garbage. And, like, the flip side of that is that maybe there isn't a fucking audience for the arena shooter anymore. And there, there's, there's definitely an argument to be made there, I think. There's definitely an argument to be made there because a number of arena shooters have flopped in the arena shooters, but still, arena shooters nonetheless that never really got off the ground. And if, you know... Hardcore elitist dickheads like me want to claim that there should be an arena shooter and don't want to get behind a game like Reflex, then maybe we don't deserve an arena shooter. But, like, be that as it may, I don't want them to say Quake Champions is an arena shooter when it's not. And that's that's what the champion system is to me. It is removing the arena shooter elements from the game because... You can't have someone who can go fucking invisible or become invincible when they're ghost walking or whatever the fuck. That's bullshit. That is completely counter to how the fuck that game works. Uh, like, that's completely counter to how a fucking arena shooter works, okay? The, the reality is all of these hero shooters are built around the fucking... The, the, triangle or like the paper scissors rock mentality there has to be a counter for a counter for a counter for a counter for a counter and they all loop around in a circle okay so you cannot have a fucking arena shooter there, there can't be a fucking there'll never be a rocket league duel with champions in it because you'll just pick the fuck you'll directly pick the counter to whichever champion the other person like the winner played on with yeah. Right. Remember Rocket Arena, you'd, just, you'd keep going until you fucking died in jewels. Yeah. Right. Well, if I picked fucking Blue Bitty Blue, you'd pick fucking Red Eddy Red, who is the perfect counter to Blue Bitty Blue, and you'd fuck me and you'd go on. But the next fucking person would just pick your counter. That's all that would happen. So a champion can't, like, champion system can't exist in a fucking arena shooter if you're to have some semblance of fucking balance. Anyway. Mm-hmm. I am keen to play the fucking the beta though. I'm very excited to play the beta because it will, I guess, sort of cement some things in my mind. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, it's good. 
hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think there was much else out of PAX Boston that I kind of uh, paid much attention to. Sure. Um, I know a lot of Aussies went. Yep. Sounds like. And uh, might be stuck there. Yeah, because of the blizzard. Yeah. That's okay, though. They can go watch John Wick. True that. Yeah. Um, Ghost Recon Wildlands is the best seller for this year so far. I guess best launch week. Yeah. Um, and that uh, number isn't including PC, I believe, no. which they're not releasing numbers on. So it's a bit strange. It's just it's just PS4 and Xbox. Xbox. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm pretty sure I was reading this as well that it's UB's second biggest uh, launch. Um, the division being the highest. So seems like even though that game did not um, get highly favorable reviews um it was quite on the lower end of what you'd expect from some of those games uh it still sold pretty well so i i'm sure we'll probably see a sequel from them like it's really interesting ubisoft also announced it and this is i don't have this written down but um they'll be releasing free content for the division as well uh for year two so that's that's uh i think year two is just about to start right because that came out about this time last year yeah it must be close yeah um you know that game was not exactly critically received on the high end either it was um you know i I thought it was pretty good i enjoyed my time with it but it had a lot of issues um and i'd love to see them have a second crack at it and try and fix up a lot of those problems and i'm pretty sure they will like they're putting if they're making a a movie on this based on division and um i think it's one of like their most expensive games that they've made so they've they've put a lot of money into it and they want to keep supporting this franchise i think we'll see something in the next couple of years in that that um you know in that series and i'm keen to see what else they can do with it both the division and wildlands i think there's stuff they can improve on but um yeah, they've uh, they've obviously made a lot of money <laughs> out of both of these games, even though they haven't been received as well as probably they would expect. Um, yeah, they, I, I think because they're both sort of on that same model of like, here's an open world thing, and Far Cry and, uh, and Assassin's Creed did the same thing. Here's this open world. Here's all this shit you can do. Now go do it. But the stories are generally not um, as engaging as what you'd hope them to be. Yeah, um, I think some of the Far Cry stuff's been pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed has been good in the past; it hasn't been recently. Uh, Division was okay. Uh, I think it was much better than what uh, Wildlands is. Um, but yeah, I think there's a lot of still. There seems like there needs to be a bit more focus on certain areas to kind of iron out a couple of things and um, yeah, make it a little bit better. But it seems to be working for them for the for the most part. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Um, what else is there? PAX Australia tickets are now on sale. This was today. The um, the news went out. So PAX is going to be October twenty seventh till the 29th in October. Same place as always, Melbourne, and um, at the MCEC. Is this a new place? Is it? No, oh, yeah, MCEC oh, no. is. The same, same place. place. Okay. Yep. Um, tickets are ranging from $65 for one-day passes to 165 for three-day passes. Do you think you'll go this year, Job? 
I think I will go this year, You're yes. You're not going to pass up a, a review opportunity? Uh, I will pass up any review opportunity <laughs> this year, yes. What about if it uh, is Red Dead Redemption 2? Oh, man. <laughs> That'd be some shit, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, think about that one, eh? I don't think no that. one's going to PAX if that comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Rockstar killed PAX. Yeah. Uh, um, PAX is cancelled. um yeah Uh, no i'm definitely going this year i'm excited to go actually this year um i'm looking forward to it a lot uh because yeah i was sad to miss out last year and uh yeah i think it's gonna be a fucking awesome time Mm. yeah what about you you going this year uh i think so i quite enjoy it um Yeah. yeah it's fun it's good fun um and i enjoyed watching basketball Ah, yes. Some of my, my good pastimes are oh. drinking oh, and watching basketball at PAX. We didn't talk about basketball. We could have talked about basketball. Oh, we can talk about it now. We can. Fantasy, uh, fantasy, fantasy basketball. basketball. We, uh, mm. we started playoffs, what, two weeks ago. Yep. And Job and I being in fourth and fifth place um, yep. out of as our- pa- As part of my plan. Yeah, as part of Joe's plan. Um, we've gone up against each other head to head. I think there's eight- was it eight teams in the finals? Yeah. Um, so it's basically like one versus eight, two versus seven, and so on and so on. Um, mm-hmm. And there's like a consolidation ladder where the bottom four teams are battling out. It's basically the bottom four people that didn't even touch it during the um, during the entire season. Um, so yeah, Job and I went up against each other. And I think out of everybody, I'm pretty confident to say have the closest matchup. Um, which is pretty fitting for a fourth and versus fifth <laughs> place game, uh, like a seeding. Yeah. 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 It was because appropriate. It, it literally came down to like the final minutes of the Lakers versus Philadelphia game yeah. um, in one category being, you know, one turnover in it. That, that was where this went to. Like yeah. one point over a two week period, which is over- insane. It is. It is properly insane. But it, it wasn't. It wasn't actually like it was even closer than that because we that we were only four assists apart as well. So it could have actually come down like if, uh, yeah, if I'd had four more assists, then so we, uh, yeah, we went four four one. Yeah. So four four wins, four losses, and a draw for each, both of us. Yeah. Which means if, we, yeah. If I'd managed to tie assists, then I would have beaten you. So we're in a situation where if we tied one category, mm. you won. Uh, if you, like, if I won one of these two car- categories, I won. Mm-hmm. If we tied two categories, I won. <laughs> Why is that? Uh, if we tied two, because uh, it would have been four, three, two, I would have For only lost. Us, all right? No, I would have only lost because you only won. You would have only won three cats. You wouldn't have won assists, so you would have not won an extra category. I would have gained a tie in an extra category, so it would have been four, three, two, and you would have been three, four, two. Right. So yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, I'm like and. Yeah, it's just bonkers. The worst part for me is that literally 
my best play player on the the, the best play I could have made on the last day <laughs> is I should have sat LeBron James. Yeah. Because he had an uncharacteristically bad game for turnovers, even for him. Who and he has he has a high turnover rate. No, like no questions there. But yeah. even for him, he had a fucking lot of turnovers. I think he doubled his average. Yes, he, he did. What, he averages what four, four and he a half does, a game. Yes, and he doubled it. Uh, yeah, so I would have been better off sitting him and wearing a fucking seven from twenty eight from the other two players I had, which would have dragged me down to very, like, terrifyingly close to losing to you on field goal percentage. Like, LeBron actually dragged me up to a .39 for the day on field goals with his 60%. It could have been uh, probably, what, like 25%? And that would have actually actually done some damage because we're only two percent apart in field goals um i i didn't yeah. think i'd catch you on field goals at all you wouldn't have but it would have been it still would have been fucking close would have been close yeah it would have been close and uh i think i, I can't I, I worked it out and you would have need like three more makes if i had lebron sitting out you would have needed three more uh, shots go in and you had enough shots you had fucking shots going up all over the shop uh, and yeah it's not like you guys underperformed you, they would have just had to perform above their usual effort mm. again and yeah I would have fucking lost field goal that wouldn't have happened my yeah. best play was to sit LeBron James so yeah so going up to the weekend um, I was behind you were winning I think 5-4 Yep. Or 6-3 at least um, going into the weekend. And then like last Thursday, I think it was, I looked at my roster and I was like, I, I can't win this. I need to I need to make changes. Yep. Um, and then on the Friday, I basically benched four of my guys because um, mm-hmm. I looked at uh, my two categories that I could come back on, which was turnovers and assists. Um, I was leading you by assists on... I think I was 40, I, I had a, um, I wrote it down somewhere. I think I was 45 assists up on you. And I was trying to figure out how much lean way I could kind of give that. Um, <laughs> cause I was also 20 turnovers in front. So you mm-hmm. were winning turnovers by 20 and I was winning assists by 40. So I was like, all right, how many people can I bench, um, to kind of get away with it? So I basically benched my, uh, four of my biggest turnovers. So. I had like um, uh, Devin Booker, Reggie Jackson, and Julius Randle on the bench. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, I benched uh, James Harden because he's my biggest turnover. Um, yep. And then that day, he, he did 13 assists. So I was kind of like, ah, oh, I don't know how that's going to pay off. <laughs> like, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, yeah. And then literally the um, uh, the next day, I was like, all right, I- I'm going to, I'm just going to bench one person because which was uh, a sense, uh, sorry, uh, he was a, sh- a small forward. And I thought, well, he doesn't do assists anyway, so I'll just leave him off. And that just means my turnovers will still be low because um, there's a possibility of him even getting turnovers. So I was like so worried about people doing turnovers. I was just benching people that actually didn't, didn't uh, that I didn't need because I just needed a, a way of catching up to you. And I eventually caught up and I think I was... Um, I think I was up by like nine 
uh, I think you were you had nine more tur- turnovers than me at the start of the day, like or the start the like, two days before that, mm-hmm. and then um, assists we were basically dead even. We we caught up pretty much all the way, and then so I had to look at my last day, and I originally had James Harden on the bench and uh, Julius Randall. I basically had everybody on the bench except for I think Devin Booker was my only player. Um, uh, playing that day and Kyle Corver as well but yeah. by the time that day came around my plan sort of didn't go as far as what I thought it was like I thought I'd be pretty far ahead on assist still but we were pretty much tied yeah. so I was in this situation where fuck like I need assist but also I'm fucked on turnovers as well like I think I'm going to get screwed up here so I had to play everybody um, and then lit- I think it was about I still had Julius Randle on the bench at this time mm. and it must have been must have been half an hour or an hour before he was scheduled to play and um, at that stage I think James Harden was was playing and Devin Booker were playing mm. uh, and I was like fuck I'm not going to make this like I need to put Julius Randle on because I'm not going to get there and assist because your guys would just um, I think you were you were doing okay at that stage I think you had yeah. Jeremy Lin playing yeah, and he was shooting like a prick, but he was fucking nailing the assists. Yeah, he was doing pretty good in assists. I was like, fuck, yeah. if LeBron comes out and he he just goes off, because I think he was doing... He did something stupid the game before, like 13 assists, and I was like, oh, man, mm-hmm. I'm going to get fucked by him. So I had to put Julius Randle on, because I know that he can... He sometimes comes out with triple doubles, Yeah, but it was also risky of putting him on, him on because of turnovers, because he usually averages like three turnovers, so... Like 30 minutes before, I was like, all right, well, I'll fucking put Julius Randle on and we'll just wing it and see what happens. Yep. Um, and by putting him on, we went down to like nail-biting finish of being tied in that category because I think he got a turnover yep. in the last like four minutes of the game. He did. Yep. <laughs> I was shitting myself. And I was sitting more- there screaming every time he touched the ball. Yeah, he banging, came on and turn- he did a turnover within like 30 seconds. And I was like, fuck. Um, so yeah, one more turnover from him just would have ruined it. But yeah, awesome finish to that, to that, um, to that matchup. I don't think it could have, like, if that was the finals, that would have been like the best, the best finals ever. (laughs) I would have been fucking gutted to lose like that. I was already gutted to lose like that. To a draw. Yeah. It's it's important. Seating is important, people. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Um. Anyway, so yeah, that, that was fun. Times. Uh, this week, I'm up against... Um, uh, who am I up against? A- Alex from Kotaku. Alex, yes. Uh, who is our number one seed, and I'm off to a pretty bad start. I'm losing 7-2. Yep. Um, Kyle Korver is out with a foot injury. Tobias Harris is day-to-day, and Nick Young is being benched. <laughs> yeah. Why is he being benched? What did you do this time? He didn't do anything wrong. Um, the Lakers hired a uh, new contract, uh, a 10-day contract, and he's starting for the moment. Um, they've also benched their starting point guard. Um, they're just trying to get time to figure out what their roster is going to be for next year. Cool. So, uh, yeah, that's fucked because he was my my best slash second best three-point shooter. He was averaging like three a game. Um, and he was averaging like 15 points, I think. 
14 points a game. So he was pretty good for me on the three-point range, but yeah. now he's getting benched, and I am uh, going to be in trouble, I think, on three-pointers. I don't know how I'm going to beat Alex. Uh, yeah, he's been doing, once again, like, <laughs> no injuries. and he's just Zero fucking- injuries. Like, inexplicably zero injuries. Mm. Yep. So Especially with, like, ultra-high usage players, like fucking... Giannis A to Z or like Hassan Whiteside who when he was on my team was constantly injured no injuries yeah fuck the average is like a fucking 15 rebounds 15 uh, points a game and you're like alright what am I supposed to do about that yeah (laughs) yeah yeah Um, like this is super close though we nearly had seed 2, 3 and 4 fucking knocked out yeah. In the um, first week of playoffs. Because uh, number two got knocked out. Benny, yeah. And uh, number three got knocked out, right? No. No. Who was number three? Um, Drew, wasn't it? No, Drew was... Yeah, three did get knocked out. Oh, three Four. got knocked out. Yeah. Oh, no, Tegan. Oh, okay, yeah, so two and three got knocked out. Yeah. Which means it's um, (laughs) going to be interesting. It Uh, is. We're going to end up with a seven or six versus probably the number one seed. Uh Uh-huh. Because I don't have much confidence in my team right now. Nope, but you might be getting a hot beef injection. (laughs) A stupid trade. A stupid trade. I thought it was kind of fair, a three, three for two. It is a three for two. Yeah, I mean, I did look at it for a while. I was like, I'm not going to fucking uh, give you shit. Like, I gave you three pretty good players. It'd uh, be vetoed. It, it should be vetoed. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, if anyone's paying attention, it should be vetoed. But uh, yeah. I don't know if anybody's voted yet. Is I don't think anyone's paying attention. Oh, there are three trades pending review. There's three fucking trades. All right. Yes. Uh, TJ also wanted in on the Joe fire sale so yeah <laughs> yeah he just, just kind of threw your hands up in the air and was like fuck it yep um, just you know fuck it oh fuck yours it. your trade's fucked up though I'm just looking at it now what is this horse shit <laughs> at least I gave you something you gave me Tobias Harris who is injured as far as I'm aware today uh-huh. he got injured today hmm. uh julius randall who you just spent a lot of time talking about double double machine and devin booker who's who great. actually is pretty good uh but uh for paul Millsap and lebron james yeah which let's let's just have a quick look on the old player radar uh-huh ranked uh f- hang on Millsap's down at 37 fucking hell yeah Jeez. Tobias Harris is an eight position rank. Uh, LeBron is a five and Paul Millsap is a seven. So I've given you an eight, a 16 and a 31. <laughs> Miles Turner's at 13. He's above fucking LeBron. What the fuck? He's having a fucking barn burner. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Good times. My one, the only thing that keeps me warm at night is the knowledge that I am currently winning fantasy movie league oh okay that's all that matters to me really i uh i still don't spend too much time on that usually yeah. like tuesday rolls around and i'm like all right what movies do i like yep and then i pick a bunch 
and then kind of forget about it. I used to spend like half an hour on it before, mm. and, like actually sit there and think about what I want. Yeah. Um, maybe I just need to change my picking schedule. <laughs> so far this year, because of like travel, mm. I've spent the least uh, this season rather. Uh, I've spent the least amount of time on picking my shit, but I'm still winning, which is good. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Should we? Um, do we have any questions? Shit. We we had a question. We have in a Discord fucking epic. We have an epic from Miracle about uh, Rainbow Six. I saw that. And this first point is we should have a siege podcast, a siege only podcast, which uh, I'd be halfway down for. But uh, okay, let's let's go through them. There's a there's a bunch. Uh, it's a full blown pace bin. Um, so Miracle wrote in on our Discord. Uh, <laughs> He wrote in a fucking James Joyce epic, and uh, yeah, here we go. Something was brought up in a video I watched. In Overwatch, the characters have it, having the personalities they do helps with the popularity of the game for reasons like relatability and such. Would you like it if they added more voice lines to all the operators, perhaps with them interacting with one another? Disregard the possibility of this. Expenses, uh, dis- hang on, uh, exp- expenses of rehiring the voice actors, writers, or whatever, and just focus on... W- uh, if you'd like it in this game or if it's not really if it wouldn't really add anything for you what do you reckon Luke? Um, uh, they, they don't have voice at the moment do they? Uh, they have a couple of lines yeah do they? yeah uh, uh, Twitch drawing going out or yeah yeah I, but then no interaction stuff as far as I know right? no it's, they don't it's just like with- it's oh, just oh yeah. I'm using this ability or whatever yeah um yeah, no, I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm pretty. <laughs> I feel like if they start doing that stuff, you've you've got to sort sort of start playing on the more comedy side of it. And I don't know if that fits in this genre. It's pretty. It's a pretty serious. Like, you're still you're still attached game. to the to the Tom Clancy concept, aren't you? Um, little bit. Yeah. No, I think it'd be good to be honest. My knee-jerk reaction is similar to yours, Luke, but I actually think it'd really help improve. Uh, like attachment to characters in the game and uh, I think that'd be a good thing because people would actually yeah want to play as a character for reasons other than just utility which uh, like I mean obviously utility is always should always be first but uh, yeah the, it's like to have people playing as say Tachanka because Why? he's a big like he has funny voice lines or some shit, it might actually increase his his play rate, which would be interesting. And it, it would also separate uh, like the the casual from the pro scene a little bit more as well, which would be cool. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. Um, okay, yeah, I'd rather than focus on areas like cosmetics and um, making your dudes look cool or ladies or ladies look cool. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, do you have any fun operator gadget ideas or changes to exi- existing operators, like making IQ similar to Jackal by letting her use her primary with a gadget? Any ideas for gadgets? Um, I guess we were looking at the one that's sort of being hinted at the other day, which is Glaz getting a like a thermal scope on his yep. um, on his primary weapon, uh, which is I think a, a, he definitely needs a buff, right? Because Nobody except Squirrel kind of plays him. Uh, and, and I use him on... I like playing him on the map with the airplane. Um, I don't remember what that map's called. 
Airplane. Plane? Let's go with that. <laughs> yeah. Plane. Because uh, you can shoot through the glass, and I think that's I, I think it's hilarious when that happens. Um, but no, I don't I don't really have any gadget ideas off the top of my head um, for what I would pick. Do you have any? Uh, I was thinking of what if you had a counter drone, a defender who had a has a drone has that one. goes out. Hey, there is one. What are you talking about? Uh, the guy with the drone. No, 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 no. I mean, during the drone phase, okay. he gets dumped out and his job is to go hunt out drones. And, like, he's got... So, he's not able to, like, attack um, attackers or anything like that. But, he, yeah, he's able to, like, drone around. And it would just sort of be another remote sort of feature where, yeah, his main function would be to shut down information gathering which i think is one of my you know favorite thing the the counterplay of information gathering is one of the things i love about rainbow six so that's one idea i you know i haven't really nutted it out or whatever uh but yeah for a defender i reckon that'd be a a cool like function especially if it was like a a full-blown battle you could have like a just like the twitch's evil twin or something you know um like pictured uh, even like if you were to do characters having personalities that's how you'd pitch it it would be like oh there's my evil sister or some shit um but yeah so i I think that'd be cool as an attacker i reckon attacker one's really hard because you don't like it's it's really tough to balance them they've always got awesome i love playing attackers uh, yeah definitely cool shit if i if i were gonna tweak a uh an attacker it'd be fuse and i would give him the ability to change his grenades so that he would actually have utility on a hostage map have him do all stun grenades or something on a hostage map and suddenly he puts the fucking thing on the window and like six fucking stun grenades piss into the fucking building uh, into the room and like yeah everyone's blind you bust on through see what you can make happen it'd be fucking it'd be pretty solid that's a pretty good idea actually i like that one thank you um do you think there should be maps made to suit some operators in particular like for thatcher and mute have a night only map that is very electrical light based imagine just killing the lights in a particular room rush in there and let the chaos ensue or maybe as mute you disable the lights as a common hiding spot to make someone think hesitate uh, to make someone think twice or hesitate i know there are lots of weird balance issues and probably problems involving sights and lasers still any ideas so a map like that no i don't i don't think i think there's i already have problems with like glass on plane to be honest (laughs) yeah uh I i think he like it's a map where he has a specific heavy duty advantage and i'd love to see that sort of negated to some extent i hate it when you don't put like get your shit together as a defender in time to not get planked by guys running around in plane uh on the other hand like yeah there's there's elements of it that i think are all good it's just yeah i don't i don't don't think basing it around certain operators would be terribly I don't know, balanced. I think it'd be uncompetitive. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. You know, I think they already sort of did that with like um, the Brazilian map because Very that's open, yeah. and like it's it's basically made for like ash or sledge or like the explosives, the explosive ones. The the people who have explosives are able to really fuck up the defenders and that makes it a very offensive heavy map i mean the electric light i think the electrical light thing is is a really fucking interesting idea and i'd love to see it implemented but i I wouldn't want it to be um i'd prefer it if like everyone in the team could shut down the lights what if you had like a, a light switch on the wall and so the defenders could shut off the lights uh not like no matter what yeah and going in or leave the lights on if you like and so the thatcher would still be able to shut the lights down the mute would still be able to shut lights off in certain areas like you flip the lights on the mutes shut off the lights in an area in a certain zone and so when the lights come on that area is still dark and it gives a momentary advantage although i guess people would start to pre-fire the more obvious spots i don't know like yeah it'd be difficult to balance Mm-hmm. It's a good. It's I, I, I think the electrical light thing is a really interesting idea. I just don't think it should be weighted in favor of the electric based, uh, like operators. I guess. Yep. yep. Yeah. Cool. What's the next question? Uh, when it comes to picking characters in games or making my own loadout, I've always pl- just played with whatever's most comfortable with me instead of what's the strongest. In most cases, this works out fine and I can make do. I don't feel differently with Siege for the most part, but I feel like some guns are just really sad compared to others. Mac 11, the secondary for SMG for Sledge and Smoke, is still just silly. This That's the, uh, the fucking the 70 bullets a second sniper rifle that the SAS guys have. It's fucking redonks. Uh, Jackal C7E and PDW9 have high fire rates, low recoil, and decent power. And he has a secondary shotgun. Skadget is extremely useful. Compare him to someone like Capitao, who has a rifle that is nowhere near enough power or fire rate to compensate for the recoil. And his other choice is a M249, a squad automatic weapon. Uh, his gadget sends a pitiful amount of smoke or fire that is similar to a fragnade in that it flushes someone out of a corner. Hell, a fragnade has more utility. Uh, you could compare Mirror's Vector to the MP5K for Mute. Heck, even comparing Mute and Bandit who fill similar roles. Bandit has a far superior SMG and can roam because it's a three speed and Mute's only a two speed. Uh, that's my commentary. Uh, anyway, uh, so the question is simply, how do you feel about the weapon balance in the game and what would you change? Even as I complain, for the most part, I'm pretty happy with it. Bullets to the head kill people and guns pretty much do that. What do you reckon, Luke? Would you change anything in particular? Um, no, I don't really. Like, the the weapons that seem more powerful, generally, they're balancing that sort of stuff with, uh, like, the speed of the characters, like making them be slower or um, have less armor. Uh, yeah, they're, they're generally pretty good with all that stuff. I don't have any two gripes, uh, too, like too many gripes with it. I think um, in terms of shotguns and that sort of stuff, they've done a pretty good job of at least tinkering around with it and playing with it and trying to figure out the best ways of, of doing shotgun projectile bullets. And, um, you know, they've made a lot of changes over the last couple of patches with the, the way they work. So 
I'm cool with just letting them sit there and and figure it out. They've got a lot of uh, stats behind all these guns and how they work and what's working and what's not working. Um, whereas I just point my weapon at someone and <laughs> pull the trigger, and sometimes they they end up on the floor quicker than what I am. Um, so yeah, I, I think leave it. I, I'd rather leave it to the experts and uh, like I'm not a pro player in that game so i don't know what's good i generally just pick what i like to shoot with and off i go with uh, i don't really use shotguns um i've kind of started using them more on secondary to kind of make holes and that sort of thing but generally i'm a, a roaming uh assault rifle type person so yeah i'm pretty happy with that yeah fair enough uh i have problems with his is shitting on capital but uh, otherwise, I, I tend to agree with his assessments of everyone. I think the Mac 11, the Sniper SMG, is fucking crazy OP, and that's the like that's the one thing that I'd change immediately. I don't think Jackal, I don't think Jackal is too overpowered. I think because he's supposed to like compare his items, his weapons to uh, what's the face Cavera's fucking pistol, and. I don't think he's overpowered. And if those two are the fucking the counters to one another, then I think he is appropriately powered. Uh, he's supposed to be roaming, basically, in my opinion, and he's anti-roaming rather. And so, to that end, I think he needs he needs to be able to put a lot of fucking fire downrange very fucking quickly, and he needs to be pretty accurate with it. Can it be abused to a small extent? But I, I don't think it generally is. Capital man, Cap, I, I think you're well harsh. You should spend some time, more time playing with Capital. I think he's fucking awesome. Um, he just he's he is such a his utility is spectacular, and uh, yeah, you I, I think using him instead of a frag grenade is a huge huge deal like game changer um so uh yeah i don't agree with that but otherwise yeah um i, I i'm mostly happy with like yeah like you said i'm mostly happy with most of it i'm happy to leave it up to the experts yeah uh similarly do you feel some characters work worthless or lacking because tired of this in siege community is blitz right now do you think anyone else needs some loving? I hate all shield operators, so Blitz can go get fucked. Uh, Multi actually is overpowered. I, I will continue to fight that fight for the rest of the time. His shield blocks way too much damage from the front. It's gone uh, from not blocking enough to blocking yeah, too much. To and that's been a problem for ages. Yeah, yeah, it has. Um, to Chunker. To Chunker is the obvious one, right? Yeah, to Chunker and to some extent Capcan. I think Capcan still needs to be fixed up a bit. Like they did some really good changes on that, but there's yep. still some work. Just weapons wise, I think both of them get the short end of the stick. The SASG isn't a great shotgun compared to the others in the game. And uh their their other weapons are just I, I don't think I ever use them, so I can't even think of what they are. So what's um, what's the fix for Capcan then? Did you just remove the laser? No, they, no, no, no. I, I, I think, I think they've got Capcan's uh, item in a place where it's actually pretty good. I just think his weapons are underpowered. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. I, I think he's pretty close to being balanced as a because I've seen heaps of people get caught out by the Capcan now, um, like more recently. So I think that's pretty good. Um, and. 
do you think they're going to name the Australian operators Bruce and Sheelan? Can someone talk to Siege guys, uh, to, to the Siege guys to stop them and name the male operator Job? I agree. Let's make that happen. Job is a uniquely Australian name. Uh, well, it is at least an Australian name. Well, it's the name of an Australian anyway. So, uh, yeah, that'd be fucking spectacular. Just call him, jo- no, call him Jobo. Nobody would be able to pronounce it. That's the problem. True. You'd have to spell it yeah. like, like J-O- B E O. That'd be Jobio. Uh, I don't know. J O B O. No, that'd be Jobbo. I think that's slang for a poop in Scottish. So, <laughs> You're thinking of a jobby. <laughs> or a jobby, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, is that what it is? I Maybe. Can't I'm not sure. I don't know. This is getting oh. weird. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, uh, so Miracle's also, also the one that uh, suggested that sent through the Glass scope thing. He did, yes. Yeah, I didn't realize. Um, I did read this before, and that's where I found it. So, so yeah, it's a cool change. Yeah, so that's yeah, that's the idea, like of changing yeah into having thermal through his scope. Because like, I just don't, I don't see what the scope really adds. Otherwise, I think it's a really good idea. But yeah. Hmm. Yeah, like, don't make it the whole screen. Just make it that area. I think it's, it's smart. Yeah. Because you've still got to scan for people. Yeah, totally. Um, I, I think it's an interesting change to kind of see what happens. Uh, I'd like to see stuff like more barbed wire. And I think, um, uh, what's his name? The gadget dude. Uh, what's the gadget dude that puts the fucking electricity down? Oh. Uh... Man, I've drawn a black. Because I don't even, I've never played him. Bandit? Bandit. Yeah, I think something needs to be done with him. I- I'm not sure what it is, but um, does he have two? Is it only two that he can put down or is it three? Three. And his gun's awesome. His gun's awesome. He's fast. I don't think anything needs to be done with him, man. I think does, he's great already. Does the electricity need to be toned down a little bit, make it less obvious? or? Uh, maybe. Maybe that would help, I guess. But you'd still... I don't know. I don't know how you do that without, yeah, making it like invisible. I guess. Yeah, I'd like to see the chains, like the barbed wire, be able to link, and then you can put one of those electricity things on. I think that'd be a pretty good buff. Um, so rather than having him power one thing at a time, he can power multiple. So, like, imagine if you did an entire wall of. Uh, reinforced the reinforced steel and then just used one and that linked it all I think that'd be a cool buff yeah yeah that would be pretty huge um, it means he could do more stuff around the map but I, I don't true. I don't know then how that breaks the game like does that mean you could entirely fortify a whole room and no one can get in anymore I reckon you could definitely entirely shut down some rooms yeah so maybe um, that's something they've looked at. But, yeah. Uh, but then you could counter that by giving him one less battery. Um, I don't know. I, I think there's some cool True. ideas of tinkering with him that would be interesting uh, that I would like to see. Because I think, he, I think he's, um, you know, annoying to play with. But, yeah, you don't really see him too much on there. It's kind of just True. like, oh, man, I can't get through this wall. I have to wait. Where's my Thatcher? So I can... Yeah, or where's a Twitch to go zap him? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, anyway, hmm. some good questions. Good question. Actually, and uh, 
before we go, good questions though, and uh, love love getting questions about Rainbow Six as well because I love talking about it. <laughs> uh, before we go, I was just going to say I just saw a tweet from uh, a Battlefield and an Aussie Battlefield uh, esports player. Yeah, and says currently there are no vanilla dice official servers for Battlefield One. So if you don't have premium, you cannot play. What? Yeah. That's uh, uh, that's broken, it sounds like. That is fucked. Uh, it is currently being looked into. <laughs> that is fucked up, man. That is some shit. Good start. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's some more questions in there. Is it? In the questions. Um, what? In Discord. Is it? Yeah, go in and have a look. Um, we got a bunch over the weekend. Oh shit! Okay, my bad. I wasn't trying to skip anything. Um, I think you are. Oh, I think I was. I think I just was too myopic. Um, there's a bunch of people in there have been talking about um, the switch monitors as well, which yes. was from a couple weeks ago. You guys didn't talk about that last week. Um, that looks like it was from last week. We, no, I think it was from a question a couple of weeks back, and this is kind of other people jumping in and and adding. But all the monitor stuff is definitely should have been answered last week, unless you guys weren't doing your job while I was away. Well, they weren't. They weren't. Um, I, I don't think this is a. Yeah, this one's from the second. Sorry, the twenty eighth. So yeah, it was three weeks ago, That's and then you- and then other people have jumped in and and kind of. The last chatter about about monitors was from the sixth, which is last Monday. Yeah, we mm. didn't talk about that, no. Because so Velda has questions. Yeah, it is a link to a video of uh, Crow B Cat's Switch, uh, and it is a fucking travesty. It's or it's fucked. Is um, yeah. I haven't seen it, but what's going on with it? Uh, so basically, it's it's like all like fucky so uh yeah it's got like a bunch of like dead pixels and weird screen errors and all this kind of shit uh he's talking about a, a like it's a compilation basically oh, okay. of fucked up elements uh yeah how was this a thing that was uh that is available for purchase uh, is his question? Uh, to some extent, I agree. I mean, yeah, I've got I've got the scratch, but also I noticed uh, f- because I think my right thumbstick on my right Joy-Con got squished a little, so now it makes like a little noise. I don't know if you can hear it into the mic. Yeah, yeah, it makes a little noise that it shouldn't be making because the other one isn't making that noise. I don't know. Hmm. So. Uh, yeah, uh, that's because it was sitting in a backpack, I guess, while I was traveling. Okay. But it's supposed to be a uh, travel-ready handheld, so... Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, anyway. Um, I don't know. I, I've got my own grave questions. I would not recommend purchasing it. Uh, Velda, another question, a real question, he says. For something you can actually answer, your favorite. what's your favorite game soundtrack? Mine is easily Heroes of Might and Magic 4, but I feel like nobody else plays those games. Cheers, Sam. Um, yeah, 
What's your favorite game soundtrack, Luke? Mm. Um, I don't know off the top of my head. I would say the most memorable one is probably like Mario, right? Mario Brothers. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. for me. Um, sure. Final Fantasy VII, Nobuo Uemetsu's work on that one, I think, is iconic for me. Um, you know, obviously, the one-winged angel and stuff like that. Brilliant. Uh, the fucking Metal Gear theme, uh, like destroys me uh especially after metal gear 4 metal gear solid 4 um the use of it in that game was spectacular uh but also um there's there's a few remixes that i've heard where they've transformed it in something like truly beautiful um uh, like on oc remix and stuff um so yeah for me metal gear has like Although it was a remix, uh, it's still uh, one of my favorite soundtracks. Um, and uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Yeah, okay. What? That soundtrack is fucking amazing. It's got like Toto Africa, uh, like Blondie, like just some of the best of the best from the 80s spectacular shit uh san andreas had a pretty fucking good one as well for just for uh west coast gangster rap which uh i listened to a lot of myself in the 90s so uh yeah (laughs) pretty good stuff um yeah uh but yeah ost wise um yeah metal gear is my favorite uh i can't think of the might magic soundtrack off the top of my head to be honest which is a shame oh deus ex as well deus ex's theme song is yeah it's some shit uh you know what actually a, a game with a really cool upcoming soundtrack is prey uh prey that soundtrack has been to, done by uh the doom guy right yeah the, what the aussie guy uh gordon mick gordon or something yeah, mick gordon uh yeah it's been done by him and it's got this like sort of high concept of like electronic feel to it, and it it sounds really fucking cool. Uh, so that one's off to a great start. But yeah, of all time, gonna go probably Metal Gear. Um, Baz writes in, I have a Switch, and I'm not experienced any of those issues. I'm not defending them in any way, as I find it unacceptable as well. However, for some reason, there is a witch hunt for Nintendo on hardware issues my ps4 and xbox both shit themselves previous generation consoles i've had have also failed the nintendo switch also has an led screen so you can compare them in, uh, to smartphones in a way and the build quality of smartphones has really gone backwards in the last 12 months for example samsung and iphone in general and they are twice the price of the switch i'm not a nintendo fanboy i just think they've been they're being singled out the reports i've heard they are replacing them without issue one other thing to consider is that online shopping is becoming increasingly increasingly more popular. Therefore, a lot of people would have had their Switch delivered. We've all seen how badly delivery services can handle parcels and potentially uh, destroying the contents inside. I've had a smartphone arrive with a broken screen. I actually responded to this in the questions channel to Baz. This, I think this is why I forgot about Veldar's question. But... Uh, I uh, I think it can look like Nintendo. There's there's a the knives are out for Nintendo at the moment. Um, 
I can't think it can look like that because it's the it's the topic du jour. Like everyone's fucking talking about it. But the reality is, every fucking launch, people have gone at any any little hitch and gone for it. Like like great guns. Red Ring of Death plagues Microsoft for nearly the entire lifespan of the Xbox 360, and like plagued it and it that was an actual problem (laughs) yeah yeah it was like a proper fucking issue um it like i think red ring of death might have actually saved the playstation 3 because the playstation 3's launch without any games was so fucking woeful that it nearly killed the entire brand and it took them a long time to get out from underneath it. Like the PlayStation Four is doing significantly better in spite of the PS Three. Not be like no thanks to it. Uh, the Dreamcast had a fucking awful start as well, uh, trying to launch with internet capabilities when it wasn't actually remotely capable of carrying that sort of shit. Uh, so yeah, I, I do think it can look like Nintendo are, are copying it, but it's just because yeah, that's they're the only ones who have launched a console recently. Uh, if you look back, yeah, any little fucking hitch has been gleefully uh, attacked by detractors or just people cynics in general. I'm I'm a cynic, <laughs> uh, and so I've got uh, little issues, but. Uh, on the other hand, I did pay money for this fucking Switch, and I would prefer it if it didn't scratch as easily as it apparently has. So, yeah. I guess there's lots lots of parts to it, really. Yeah. That's what I've got. Yeah. On, I don't know. Like, I, I do agree that some of it will definitely just be general Nintendo haterism. That's not what it is from, I guess, on... Guess what I'm saying is that's not what I'm the, the angle I'm going at it from. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Just going back to the other question about the soundtracks. Oh, did you? I think thought of one? some. Yeah, mainly because like I grew up on PC gaming, so sure. <clears throat> um, like there wasn't really noticeable soundtracks. It was a lot of Mates. MIDI files Mates. and what chip tuny stuff. Um, Trip- but that- Trent Reznor, okay, actually did the soundtrack for. Oh my god, it was Doom. I know, but it got me thinking. Like a lot of chip chip tuny stuff. Um, there's some stuff that I've liked the last couple of years, which is um, uh, two guys. One is the dude that did Fez. Um, I like I like his stuff. Uh, he also did the score for It Follows, uh, a movie that I also like a lot. And the other guy is Carpenter Brute, which he did like Hacknet. And Hotline Miami, um, his oh, stuff yeah. is really cool too. So, two people from recent years that uh, Chip Tony's type of styles that remind me of the old school video game sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, I can't I can't really think of much that's sort of like new schooly that I really enjoy. Like I wasn't a big Halo person. I always know people going about the Halo score, and that's cool. But um, it is actually pretty epic. <laughs> yeah, I'm just not a big Halo. It's probably person. the best thing about though. In yeah. a series now. <laughs> I mean, there's stuff like songs out of Bioshock that are really memorable. There's stuff like um, uh, Red Dead Redemption that's rem- memorable. Um, True. 
you know, that Witch- song when you're going into Mexico in Red Dead. Yeah, the, the sick song in The Witcher 3 that everybody oh. loves. That's it. You yep. nailed it. Did you do it? I did that. Yeah, I actually did. And then I went and voiced Zelda in the new Zelda. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But um, speaking about scores, fucking Hans Zimmer's coming to town, like, soon. What? And I've been itching to go see it. And I keep forgetting that he's, um, that he's got this concert coming until I saw something the other day. I was like, fuck, that reminds me I'm going to buy tickets. Because um, I remember when they first came out, I was like, holy fuck, they're like 180 bucks each. Something ridiculous right. like that. And I was just making fun, being like, what is fucking Taylor Swift playing as well alongside? Um, but no, that'd be sick to go see him uh, do a concert. So oh, I, I, I need to keep uh, reminding myself to, to buy tickets to, to go see that because I think it'd be awesome. Yeah, totally. And if you want to hear some uh, good in video game music from Indy, I just remembered uh, that Deadbolt. Remember when I was talking about how I saw through that dude because I I could tell where he sampled yep. one of the songs. Uh, but yeah, Deadbolt has some really good music. I mean, yeah, it's sampling some shit, but still good. Uh, and yeah, that dude's done some other good stuff. Um, that Risk of Rain game as well. Um, so he's got some pretty fucking, yeah, I don't know, good music. Anyway, uh, yeah, just on the top of the music. Sweet. But yeah, fucking Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer, I'd say, is 90% of my movie's soundtrack uh, playlist that I listen to when I'm trying to write. And the other little bit is uh, Harry Gregson Williams. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got his some of I got some of his stuff on my um, Spotify lined up. Who's Zimmer? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like the Spider-Man Two soundtrack. Did he do that one? Yeah, he did Spider-Man Two soundtrack. Actually, that was one of the things I really liked about that uh, film. Um, yeah. Uh, what was the other one I was thinking? Oh no, Daft Punk. I was thinking I've got that. Oh yeah, because he, he they did Tron. Yeah, uh, and that was amazing. Yeah, no, nah, it's all good. Some of that stuff's yeah. pretty good. So, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Inception. Right. Interstellar. What the fuck are you talking about? It's It's all right. right. Lion King. He did Lion King. You know that, right? Did he? Yeah. Can you feel? I thought that was Elton John. That yeah, Elton John did that song. (laughs) (laughs) He did all the songs, didn't he? What the fuck are you talking about? No, you're crazy. He did like two of them. What? Elton John did like two songs. No. Yeah, I'm looking it up. Did Hans Zimmer like he scored use it. The songs as inspiration? Like when uh, Brian Adams did fucking Prince of Thieves theme song, and then they use the that song to score the rest of it. Maybe that's what happened. Elton John performed three songs. Hans Zimmer was the he was a producer, uh, and he he wrote a bunch of them. Four, four maybe. Um. Uh, oh wow! So, so Elton John didn't did Elton John? Oh, okay. No, he did write. He did write the song. So fuck you. What the fuck are you talking about? Elton John wrote "Circle of Life." I just can't wait to be king. Be prepared. Hakuna Matata. And can you feel the love tonight? Yeah, but he didn't so, do the music. He just wrote it. 
wrote yeah. the song. What do you think? He just did the lyrics. He did the lyrics. Hans Zimmer produced it and was like the boom boom man. He made the music. No, he played guitar. Why he was mate. there doing bleeding his fingers for your Lion King soundtrack, and you don't even care. I care. I just think you're wrong. Well, go see your Elton John concert then. I'll go to Hans Zimmer. I would go to an Elton John concert. That dude's got some fucking killer songs. <laughs> are you the Rocket Man? Are you? I am the fucking Rocket Man. <laughs> All right, we should get out of here. It's three hours. We've been fucking yapping on. I thought Nate was in the room for a second. Then when I looked uh, at the time, um, well, you're the one who brought up fucking the Lion King. I you didn't have to. Didn't have to. Well, no. Uh, what are we doing? Um, you can find us on iTunes, Android, the Windows Store under the Gap or the GA Podcast, um, where you can also rate and review us. Helps other people find the show. You can email us at the GA Podcast at gmail.com. We're on facebook.com slash the GA Podcast, twitter.com slash, slash the GA Podcast, and we have a website, which is gapodcast.com. And you can find the links to all that stuff on there, as well as our Discord channel. Um, which you can jump into and talk to us in or leave questions. Play um, games with us. Play games with us, yeah. Uh, we did a bunch of that the other day. Like, there was, I think, 10 people online um, the other day. I'm not sure if you were around, but I think it's a week or two ago. And uh, we, like, had two like two channels going at that stage. It was nuts. Cool. I think I saw two channels yesterday or some shit. Yep. People were playing Battlefield... And we had a bunch playing Ghost Recon, and I think some people might have even been playing Rainbow as well. Yeah. Pretty it's good shit. We're getting busy. there. We're getting there. We're getting bigger. Bigger and bigger. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, um, you can also, uh, if you want to help support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash GA podcast. Um, we've got uh, tiers on there ranging from a dollar upwards. Um, we've got our early access tier, which is four bucks, and that gets you... Uh, early access to the show, which usually goes up on uh, generally Wednesdays as opposed to the normal show schedule, which is Fridays. So you get a little bit earlier if you're the type of person that wants to jump in there and, and listen to Job and I uh, ramble on a, on an earlier day than normal. So that's fun. Um, I, I also looked into stuff like uh, uh, what's SoundCloud, putting us up on SoundCloud. Oh, yeah, um, I saw. Turns out you need to pay for that. <laughs> and I was like, radio. Um, cause I thought it said you get 300 minutes free. And I was like, fuck yeah, we can do that. Oh, sorry. Three hours. First three hours free. And I was like, well, we don't, we don't talk for over three hours anyway. Um, and I put one shop and that was our limit. It's basically three hours max. Gold. And you have to pay. So I was like, well, maybe we'll get to that eventually. So I okay. might look at that at some stage. So I heard, I heard it was going on there anyway. Oh, really? Yeah. Every time I look over there, it's just fucking, going bigger and bigger I'm like alright well maybe we should put stuff on SoundCloud yeah I heard it wasn't like turning a profit hmm I think that's the problem okay where should we put it then what's the next big big venture people should tell us well, should we just put the whole thing on Instagram or something yep Snapchat it Snapchat the whole show yep okay we might try that it could be a bit hard um true maybe we have to do it live like we synchronize uh, uh- and you can't listen to one person or you need two phones. Um, yeah, that's a good idea. Anyway, let us know uh, what you think at home. Yep. How should we do it? Email us or jump the, the, uh, pod, the uh, podcast Discord channel. Do that. Totally. Yep. Uh, you got any work going up anywhere this week or have gone up? You, you did your DLC preview for Battlefield at Ozgamers, right? Let's go have a look at that. That's pretty cool. Yes, uh, that's 
that's good. And uh, yeah, I should get a video up, but I've got all these irons in the fire that are throwing my my game out, basically. Uh, yeah. Um, otherwise, I do not have anything going up. Uh, I've got. Uh, I'm trying to put some stuff together. But I'm waiting on people to get back to me. This is always the way. So uh, fingers crossed. Before the end, before like by the time this goes up, head to Red Bull Esports, and I will have a interview with uh, Psionics about their new Oceanic Rocket League league, uh, which is they're putting some money into it. So you'll like people who play in. Australia will be able to enter a proper fucking league and compete and there should be some proper esports money going into it, which is pretty cool. Uh, but I need them to actually respond to me. So, yeah, uh, that's been a couple of weeks in the making. And I know for a fact that they're literally tomorrow they're going to announce who is running the league for them. And I know who that is. That is Throwdown Esports. Um, so... I know all of these things, and I just can't get Sinex to respond to my fucking emails. Cool. Good times. Killing it. <laughs> Killing it. Well, I don't have anything going up anywhere, um, right. so I don't have anything to say. You can follow me on twitter.com slash Luke Laurie. That's where I'm at, if you want to listen to me I'm not talk about much on there. Solid. Nice. Uh, you're on Twitter as well, twitter.com slash Joby Jojo. That's me. Have you updated your name? What's your name? Uh, nope, still Jobin okay. after Logan. Uh, the best movie I've seen in the last three weeks. Wow, okay, fair enough. S- suck it, John Wick 2. <laughs> fair enough. The good news is that someone can, like, people can go and see the best movie I've seen in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, as opposed to the other one that comes out in two months. Exactly. And they shouldn't see at the cinemas because no. they shouldn't reward. Download it on iTunes or Amazon. Yeah. Do that. Put your money there. All right. That's it. Let's get out of here. Um, next week, I think, will be... Jeez, what will we t- talk about? Um, I guess Zelda and maybe Mass Effect, if someone gets it. I think I will have it. <laughs> we'll see how we go. Um, um, so, yeah, that. And uh, I've got a couple of indie games, actually, that I really want to check out. So... Maybe we can talk about that. Hellion uh, and Torment, Tides of Numenera. Yep, we talked about that before, haven't we? Have we? Yes, we have. Hey, you reviewed well, it, didn't you? No, I didn't review it. Who re- must have been Nate. Uh, doesn't seem like it's really up his alley. Um, but yeah, so there's those. Torment, Tides of Numenera. Yeah, we talked about it. Oh, we did, yeah. A couple of weeks ago, yeah. You were here. Yeah, I was here. Are losing your mind. Um, uh, sea of Thieves, I think, comes out in beta soon or alpha. I got an email about that. Oh, but so I'm pretty I... sure we can't talk about it. Did so. you do the the survey, as Nate put it? I did. Yeah, I filled it out the other day. What did you put for the last answer? Uh, favorite cookie, Tim Tams, mate. Oh, okay. What did you put? Shit. I put double choc chip. Double choc chip? Whatever, mate. Who the fuck? No, 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 that's not even a good answer, even if Tim Tams didn't exist. Yeah, it's a terrible I was answer. Thinking. I was, it was early in the morning. Oh, and you were just like, any cookie? What's a cookie? Yeah, what's a cookie? This is a trick question. What's going on? Yeah. I don't understand. All right. You win. Yeah. Because it also said biscuit. And I was like, "Is that's weird. Right. 
because you're like, uh, what's like, don't they call scones biscuits in America? Yeah, I was, I was not prepared for that you're question at all. I was killing it up until that last question. Yeah, man, didn't know what to do. Life stuff. Yeah. All right, let's get out of here. Thanks for listening, everyone. All right, bye.